Welcome back, everybody. Episode 42 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. We are sponsored by Fightback CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. Just remember, Fightback is helping and giving back to people with mental health and substance abuse issues through Jiu-Jitsu. So please support those supporting the Jiu-Jitsu community. My name is Milton Campus, Purple Belt, Lewis, Fight Sports Coral Springs. You can check me out on Instagram at UncleMiltyBJJ. My friends named me that when I was a little kid. Didn't know why. Now I do. I'll tell you later. <laughs> me and Bo with you today. You can hear the the little giggling behind the. Mr. You can't Giggles. see him. You can't see this 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 handsome gentleman over here. But it's me and Bo today in our new Miami studio. Woo-hoo! Welcome everybody. Thank you for uh, setting this all up, Bo. You did a great job. Yeah, uh, I sleep in the trailer outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us in a, in a few minutes is Eli Knight. Everybody knows who Eli Knight is. I'm sure you've seen some of his tutorial videos on YouTube. He's a second-degree black belt under Hoist Gracie. He'll be with us in just a minute. Huge shout-out to Flow and Roll, at Flow underscore and underscore Roll on Instagram. Get 20% off your online T-shirt, rash guard, or gi order with code JJD at flowandroll.com. All right? DD214 Fightwear, at DD214 underscore Fightwear. Gear for the war on PTSD. All right, get 15% off your online order at dd214bjj.com. So the Instagram is dd214 underscore fight, where the .com is dd214bjj.com. Had a couple of questions about that the other day. Please check out their new Soul Armor Memorial Day gi. It's really cool. The liner for the gi is composed of the names of Fallen Warriors. It's right. really, really cool. Go to their Instagram, check it out. You're going to love it. It's, uh, That's you know, pretty again, neat. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. Yeah, you know, they, 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 DD214, We Defy, uh, Warriors Next Adventures. I mean, those guys are all working together and they all support each other in the veteran community. So nice. uh, we're, we're just trying to, you know, give them a little shine. All right. Uh, I'll put the link. Uh, normally I link to the website. I'm going to put a link directly to the gi, to that gi. So if you want to check it out, go to the description here or on the podcast sound and check it out. Uh, Warriors Next Adventure, nonprofit. Nick was on last week. They're doing a documentary called PT- PTSD versus Jiu-Jitsu. They just started their tour last night in Minnesota. They did their first shoot with TJ. I think it was at TJ's gym. Yeah, they did right. it with TJ. TJ put out some videos, uh, some of the kind of behind-the-scenes interviewing. But but uh, they're you know sponsoring the show. We want to support them. They're going to be doing a 50-day what do you call it? Yeah, like on the road day, documentary, right, you know? Yeah. So it's uh that's a trip. really cool. Support them if you can. The GoFundMe link to support the the the, the organization and the the documentary or the it's in the bio as well here. All right. They're gonna be traveling the country starting in April, again for 50 days. So just look, check out the website, click on the PTA, PTSD versus jujitsu tab to see the tour dates and locations. You can come out and be a part of filming. They'll actually be at my gym. In May, is it May? Yeah, in May, and we're going to be shooting on a, like a Saturday open mat. They're going to come and do some stuff. So check them out at warriorsnextadventure.com. You'll see all the info. Welcome to our newest sponsor, Retro Grappler. Right, we'll be collaborating with Christopher on some new designs going forward, including our new microphone dummy. I think uh, this is really cool. 
take a look at this. Uh, oh, you could probably throw this up on the screen, right? Uh, let's. Uh, yeah. There we go. There he goes. Kind of cool, right? I told him I wanted like a microphone character. The guy's amazing. He's going to be doing some stuff with us. I'm hoping to turn this into a rash guard, like a mm-hmm. full rash cool. guard with background, front and back, the whole nine. Um, check him out at Retro Grappler Shop on Instagram and check him out at retrograppler.com. He's got really cool designs on his own gear, like rash guards, Muay Thai shorts. He's even He, did, he does some stuff with a, 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 a fighting organization. I don't remember the, the name, but he, I see some gloves. that he, he designed like the graphic on some gloves, some boxing gloves. Nice. Really cool stuff. Super talented guy. He did this in like two days. Nice. And that, that always blows my mind when I see something like this. I'm like, geez, man, I, this would take me a lifetime to design something like this. <laughs> I know for you, you're, you're a graphic designer, Bo, so I know for you this is like, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> takes, me, takes me an hour to do that. It takes me three weeks to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. But, uh, yeah, thank you, Chris. Love the design. Let me, uh, let me get the logo scroll back up. And, uh, yeah, I hope to be getting that on some T-shirts. I think you'll see that on our, on our shop site pretty soon. And again, check him out at RetroGrappler.com. The other day when we talked about the companies that saved our butts for the giveaway, the gee giveaway, mm-hmm. remember the pat- we had two patch yeah. companies that sent some stuff out and I couldn't remember the name. I didn't write it down. I right. just kind of had a brain fart. I just wanted to make sure I gave them a proper shout out. <laughs> so uh, on Instagram, it's at JJ underscore neck, and that's JJ Red Threads. Right, that was one company. They sent out some patches. They sent out five patches each to the winners nice. of uh, that they got tap cancer out or flow and roll geese, right? The other company, and these guys are actually from Australia, which was really cool that they jumped into something here in the States, and I appreciate them sending out the the prizes. At weapons grade official, and it's weapons grade.com dot AU. All right. So Thank you guys so much for supporting. You guys did a, oh, a great Australia. deed. Huh? And hey, listen, if you guys want to do anything else, let me know. We can do some giveaways. Did Dan, um, you did, know, they're uh, Dan under. Yeah, I'm not going to try to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to even try to be part of that right there. Did Dan under. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share and share us wherever you're watching. If you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to. Ding. I got it. You got I the bell. <laughs> Click the bell. On our page to get notifications each time we launch new videos. Again, it's not, it's not my best comment. <laughs> you know, we haven't done a commenting. We haven't done a commenting giveaway in a while. Mm. You know, let's do one. Let's uh, best comment on episode. This is forty two. Best comment on episode forty two on YouTube specifically. Best comment. We'll send you a, a podcast tea. I'll let you choose between the old podcast tea and this new microphone tea. Good. I'm terrible cool. with giveaways. I would give like chips. <laughs> I, I give away everything. Deodorant. My wife's like, "Why do you give so much stuff away?" You I would be giving <laughs> chips of my underarm deodorant. Like, never. <laughs> comment on the YouTube video. Best comment. Nicest comment. Nicest comment. <laughs> Gets a free podcast to you. I'll send it out to you. I'll get your info. All right. You got anything, Bo? You want to add? No. I'm good. I'm good to go. All right. Let's get Eli in here. All let's right. do this. Let's do it. All right, joining us today is Eli Knight. He is a second-degree black belt under Hoist Gracie. I think some of you guys might know who that is, right? Welcome, Eli. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. You've been uh, you've been a part of my jujitsu journey for quite some time. I haven't. Uh, we've never spoken, 
But just like I think most people listening, uh, you you search anything jujitsu on YouTube <laughs> or even online, your face is going to pop up somewhere. So that was the plan. That's that's what I'm trying to make happen. So yeah, that's, man, that's I, good. Yeah. I see, we see you a lot, man. I, I, you know, I was definitely. Uh, I've told this story quite a few times. When I first started jujitsu, it was a, a family friend opened up a gym. I started, you know, was really his first student. He had one female student that quit a week later. Then it was me. And I used to bring my iPad and I used to be like, Hey man, I saw this video. He, it used to annoy the hell out of him in the beginning. But then after a while he would just be at the end of like, we would do some drilling. And then again, it was just me and him. So he'd be like, what do you got this week? And I'd have my iPad right there on the side of the mat. And then he started welcoming it. And it was kind of cool for him to kind of like, you know, kind of throw in some content. So I'd show him videos of you, of Jason Scully. I'd be like, how do you know, we're, we're both big guys. I'm 230. He was 265. So it was kind of like, wow. oh, big guy moves, you know, like, okay, this is the way I would do it. And uh, yeah, you've been part of my journey for quite some time. So I guess I owe you a big thank you. Well, that's, that's incredible <laughs> to hear, man. I, I, it's, it's always weird for me to, to hear that. It's still a weird idea that uh that people that i've never met before like they've watched enough of my videos to feel like they kind of know me you know it's like so they'll send me a message and it's like very friendly which is cool with me that's because i'm i'm a pretty laid-back guy and it's like you know hey man I, I was noticing in this video and they'll ask me a question and i always try to answer everything that i possibly can but it's it's really cool whenever i hear stories like that because uh i, I was uh, I am the same way. I'm not going to say I was the yeah. same way. Cause when back in the day, when I first started, there was no YouTube, there was barely internet. So it's like, I, yeah. uh, but now it's, it's cool. I, I literally just did that this afternoon. I, I had a couple private lessons and then I have a buddy who comes in that we trained together and we're sitting there breaking down this, uh, Craig Jones video. And we're like sitting, like taking it back and taking it back. It's like, what, what's he doing right yeah. there? You know, <laughs> but I, I don't guess that ever stops for anybody, you know? Yeah. You know, that, that's one of the things that I've commented on a lot, especially, you know, when it comes to your videos is I like the details. I like to, when some like put your foot here, you know, I'm like, I'm the guy that's circling my coach when he's showing a move and I'm, and I'm like, damn, where's his, where's his foot? Where's that foot? I can't see that. Like, I need to know those little bits. So I like when somebody breaks it down the way you do. And it really, you know, it really helps me. Some people a little bit more like, ah, yeah, I'll figure it out when I get in there. You know, I like to kind of see those little things and that's when I usually get things, you know? So, man, you've been, I mean, yeah, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say I'm, I'm the same way. I think that's why I, I teach that way because I'm, I'm, I teach to people with, with, uh, kind of my learning style, which is, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've kind of figured out what ratio of uh, kinesthetic to auditory to visual that I am. And, and so I, I try to accommodate everybody to, to no matter like what, you know, ratio they might be in, in all those different areas. But I also understand that like, you know, whenever I'm teaching on something that is, uh, you know, like YouTube versus uh, Instagram versus whatever the platform is, is kind of based off of what people's likely attention span is as well. Mm -hmm. So YouTube, you can get a little bit more long form, but I also like to keep it concise too, because I've got a very short attention span myself. So yeah. I start to get going a little quicker and a little quicker and, um, you know, then have to stop and rewind some things. But <laughs> So you back to regular training now? You, you mentioned you were doing some privates. Uh, you're, you're in Kentucky, right? Yes, sir. Yep. What, yeah, I, we, I don't we, know uh, what are, what are things like that, like there as it relates to Corona and the pandemic, are you guys open completely? Um, it's the easiest way to say is yes. Yeah, we are. I mean, we, 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 so maybe, I yeah, guess. We, yeah, I, I mean, what well, I know we are, I mean, like, but I, yeah. I, you know, as far as what we're supposed to be doing, yeah. I don't, you know, not 
adhering per se strictly to the guidelines. But I mean, honestly, um, even since we were like locked down, um, which, you know, we were for a while and then we, we did the whole thing that everybody has done. It's like, okay, we're, we're going to be locked down and then, okay, well, here comes a little bit of leniency. You can start opening up to this degree. Now you can open up 5% more. No, we're going to take you back. And that, that whole yo-yo kind of thing. Um, we basically back in June, um, after we've been closed down for a couple months, we were like, you know, we're going to open up and, um, you know, we, we were like, what were we going to do? Are we going to try to do some restrictions? Like, are we going to try to accommodate any of these guidelines at all? Cause you know, we're going to do the training and masks thing and, and try to just run in, come in and do like drills, like, you know, 10 feet apart from each other or whatever. And basically with, um, we didn't have our entire student body start back, but we had a, a pretty good portion of them start back and everybody was just ready to train. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, um, you know, you, people can, can judge whatever they want to on how responsible that was or whatever. But I mean, to this day, we've been training, um, full force basically since June 1st, um, every day of the week and, uh, had, we've had people who have gotten COVID, but not ever from here. Like we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see somebody was gone for a while and then we'll find out. It's like, Oh yeah, I got COVID. And I was like, Oh damn. Well, when did you have it? Well, like when, when were you last in contact with somebody from here just to make sure, but we've never had a, a, a like an epidemic of a breakout here. So, yeah. um, which, I mean, we, we don't have a lot of it around where I am in Kentucky anyway. It is, you go to the other side of the state around maybe Louisville and Lexington, it might be a little bit, you know, more severe and bigger populated areas, but we're in a smaller town in Western Kentucky. There really hasn't been that big of an incidence of it here. So we've been very fortunate in that regard, you know. I haven't trained with a mask on yet. And there's a little part of me when I see the videos online and on like on Instagram and I see people training in their masks in my mind, as soon as the camera goes off, everybody's like, all right, we could take that off. All right. We show, you know, we showed them that we're being good, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just going to the store with the mask on, I'm like, <sighs> you know, like hard to yeah. breathe. And it just, it's so weird, man. I, I couldn't imagine trying to train with it. I, I went to my, uh, a gym in my complex, once with the mask on and I only put it on because another guy, when I walked in, he was doing some cardio and he put it on when he saw me come in. So I just yeah. said, all right, I guess, you know, that's my cue to put it on. And when he left, yeah. I took it off, but yeah. it, it's that, real hard. It's weird, man. We're all, we're all kind of like learning how to, to interact with each other, you know? And it, and it's, it sucks. Like it sucks yeah. a lot. Like going, like speaking of going to the gym, like when I go to the gym to like, you know, work out, um, it's been the same kind of thing. It's like, basically, um, you know, the, the rules keep changing. They, they keep kind of moving the, the rules around a little bit. Basically I go in there now for the past, you know, probably a couple months and like people may wear their mask as they're walking in the door, but it's, it's off as soon as they hit a machine. And, and but again, though, I mean, you can look at, you know, whatever, whatever, um, you know, opinions and everything, like, you know, I've, I've been trying to track this stuff pretty closely just because everybody's, you know, obsessed with it. And, um, the incidence of people contracting this from a gym, from a, a, a fitness center, a health facility at all, it's like microscopic. It's on a, on a global scale. It is microscopic from the best they can even track, yeah. which is still difficult to do. So, uh, I mean, the, the biggest, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll reserve a lot of my opinions about, um, all of it to not get political or whatever, but I think that the, the biggest atrocity that they did um, anybody did during this was to shut down fitness facilities. Like that was the 
I'll, I'll argue with anybody that that was an absolutely moronic idea because the I one agree. thing that somebody could go to keep themselves and physically fit, because you look at what's the overwhelming majority of people who contract um, a deadly of, uh, you know, like, like that it's deadly for or severe for it's older people and obese people. So, I mean, why are you going to take that away from people? Anyway, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone because I'm going to start ranting and stuff. No, listen, <laughs> listen, I agree. I agree. And, and I talked a lot more about the mental side of it. Um, I don't know if I, I want to say I was lucky enough, but the day before I was going into quarantining for my regular nine to five job, I blew out my knee. I, I uh, It wound up being a sprained ACL and MCL, but I was out for months. And if it wasn't for that, I probably would have gone to train. So there was a little part of me that was forced, you know, not a little part. I, I was forced to stay home. But I probably would have trained during that time. Now, we have we had two people get COVID that were in my gym. But again, like you said, not from our gym. We, they were closed. Those people got COVID, never were on in our gym or on the mats. And I haven't heard one incidence from my gym since it's been, and, you know, they were, you know, I'll do wink, wink, wink. You know, they were they were closed the entire time. Right. Uh, you know, they were closed. No secret underground uh, training. Yeah. Uh, no, no one ever got COVID. So, uh, you know, for me, though, it was a little bit more about the mental side because, yeah. you know, yeah, I, you know, I'll go out and again, go to the gym in the complex or go for a walk with the wife, you know, do something, stay active and work out in the house, uh, you know, do some solo drills, throw on a video. But for me, it was, it's this, it was the, it's the mental for me that that stress re- release that I get from going to the gym and, you know, getting beat up and, you know, putting it on a white yeah. belt, you know, that's what I, what I missed, you know, and again, it wasn't even yeah. from the pandemic from the knee on top of it. So. Yeah, dude, I, it's, I think that was, you know, you, you saw so much and we're still seeing so much uh, of people like just the suffering in that regard. I mean, dealing with depression, mm-hmm. dealing with, and, you know, and by proximity, you know, dealing with substance abuse and dealing with, mm-hmm. um, you know, domestic problems because they're, you know, taking out their, their, their difficult, mentally and psychologically on, you know, whoever's in close proximity to them, whenever they don't have that release, they don't have that ability to get out and get their, their therapy. Because mm-hmm. I mean, jujitsu for, for so many of us who, who made it a, who made it a lifestyle, it's nothing short of uh, absolutely therapy, you know, for us. And so, yeah, man, I, I, I hate to see it. It breaks my heart because uh, I've got a lot of Canadian friends and I've, I've been talking with them. They just rolled everything back up mm. there. Like they, mm. they have just shut down like day one again. Yeah. And it's absolutely absurd that the measures that they're taking up there. And I mean, I, I've talked to several of them. It's like, man, you know, I, I've got a buddy who, you know, I'm not going to name any names or anything, but he's, you know, he's well-established up there. He has a school. He had, he's, he's like, man, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. He's been keeping it afloat with his own money and having to work extra hard um, to make other sources of income to keep his school afloat for whenever they allow him to open. Um, they allowed him to open for a couple months and then locked him back up. And, you know, he's got, he's got kids, he's got a wife, he's got family up there, but he's like, man, I've got to move. We've got to, we got to, we can't stay around here. We can't do this anymore. Yeah. So I, it's tough, man. It's, it's putting everybody through the ringer. It's awful. Yeah. We do a lot of work with, um, you know, some of our sponsors, uh, like our CBD company, Five Pack CBD, they help uh, people with uh, with substance abuse and mental health issues find jujitsu, or they help them through jujitsu. The owner will pay for like a gi and get them training, pay for their training for a little while. We Defy, same thing, right? You know, PTSD, yeah. wounded combat Absolutely. vets, uh, DD two fourteen. I've got their shirt on. They're doing stuff for, for you know PTSD and and veterans. And you know, it's it's always the same thing. It's like, do they? You know, the people that are making these decisions really understand what they're doing, and. No. 
you know, think Absolutely about that veteran, better. that veteran with PTSD, that this is his only outlet. And, you know, we're, you know, in jujitsu, we're, we're all, we've all come across somebody who's doing this strictly for the, for the mental health benefits, you know, whether it's a veteran or first responder, whatever it may be, we know so intimately what that means to them. So when we hear them closing gyms, we're just like, what the, f- are you kidding me? Do they, you know, and again, and we know that I haven't heard of one gym and I think that we would have heard if there was like a huge outbreak in a gym, if it was because of a gym, whether it's LA fitness or jujitsu school, right. I haven't heard one story where an outbreak, you know, started in a gym and, and it could certainly happen and I could be wrong tomorrow, but we haven't heard any of those stories yet. No. You know, it's like, Hey, that group of healthy people over there, they just spread it to everybody and everybody dropped dead. Not right. once. Yeah. No, not once. And I mean, and so it's, it's just, it's, it's absurd, man, to close down, to close down places where people are trying to keep themselves healthy and do something positive for themselves. I mean, it's, uh, that that's the worst thing that, that they could do as, as measures, I think. Uh, and then, you know, it's been done over and over again. So I don't know. It's, it's crazy. I'm, I am glad that there are organizations like that. I've heard of we defy and I've heard of your, your CBD company that, that you're yeah. sponsored by the, the DD two fourteen. I'm not familiar with that, but that, that sounds like an awesome group. They're newer DD two fourteen, Um, and I'm probably not gonna do it justice. I'm not a veteran. Uh, I did not serve, uh, but all of the people that I started the podcast with, everyone, all of the hosts, my co-hosts were either former military, and then we had a female on the show in the very beginning. Her husband was still active in the Marines, uh, so we were just surrounded by all these people. And somebody mentioned Mission Twenty Two, and then We Defy, and we basically the show became an ambassador. I apply, I'm, I'm an ambassador, but I, I say the show is the ambassador. We just had them on last uh, episode on episode forty one. We had TJ Kreitzer come on. He's the VP of operations over there, so you know intimately involved with those companies. But DD two fourteen, I believe, is uh, is the form that you fill out or that tracks where you get where you serve. Like if you go on, you know, you move around to different places. That's why it sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and and the guys over DD two fourteen, Josh Milt. Uh, if if I'm, I hope I'm doing it justice. I usually I usually have a military guy to defer to in house. But uh, yeah, they you know they're uh, uh, put it this way, like they have a new gi coming out and they put the entire lining is the name are the names of fallen soldiers. So it's like all I think the names. I saw you post that. Did you yes. post a picture? Yeah, of that? I just reposted That's, that. I just reposted that. That is awesome. Uh, let me. Yeah. Uh, I got the name here. Actually, uh, man, Soul Armor. Their Memorial Day gi is is what yeah. they're calling it. Soul Armor. Very, and yeah, the entire cool. lining is is just names that were submitted to fallen soldiers by you know family members and friends and things like that. So they have that coming out, which is really cool. So you know, we kind of you know, it wasn't like we started the podcast to search that out, but it became. Uh, we became a sounding board for those companies and we love those partnerships and it's just been, you know, it's been really great. And again, you know, lots of conversations with them about, you know, what these closings did and, and believe it or not, they've raised more money. They had a, a, a record year in money raised and they are having a record year in the amount of scholarships they're going to award, you know, even through the pandemic. So oh, that's you know, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So real happy about that. That's very cool. So yeah, let's man, talk a little good. bit about uh, if, if I can, you, you mentioned you do seminars and I, and I, you know, when one of the videos I watched, you know, that I've seen probably more than once, I, I, you were talking a little bit about that you go, you travel and do seminars. How did that, how did that get affected? Did you just completely have to stop doing seminars as, you know, um, traveling seminars at least? Yeah, man. Like when, when, um, I'm trying to think when they started kind of dropping, um, basically when there was talk about, and what was it back in February, maybe of last year, whenever there, there was talk about, you know, what's happening and, you know, well, this is really becoming a, a pandemic. And yeah. so um, I probably already had about 
10 to 12 seminars scheduled for, for the coming year, like through the summer and even into fall and, um, and even one that was in December of last year. And they, they just had to like, it's like, man, we, we're not going to be able to do it. We're not going to be able to do it. And it's just like, they kept dropping, dropping, dropping a couple of them, um, transitioned to virtual and wound up doing like a zoom version of a seminar, but, and, and look, I'm, I'm happy to do whatever I can to whatever capacity, but man, zoom jujitsu just sucks <laughs> so bad. Funny, sucks. funny enough. One of the questions asked for you to demonstrate a move and I was like, okay, we're going to leave that one out because <laughs> I no, we're not gonna be able to do that today. <laughs> I, I would dude, I would, I would rather like film it separate and send it to you or something. Like, honestly, like, you know, now if we were set up for it, it'd be a different story. But yeah. Man, it's, yeah. But yeah. I, it is man like and again like um i'm happy to do it with places that that that's the only way i can get with them the only way yeah. i can interact with them and it's going to be something that that's actually going to be helpful and you know i've done i've done a few of the zoom things where um you know people on the other end will be in a small group where they'll have a partner and you know so it's actually functional that yeah. way but but man i've done some that was like basically i'm having to show on a like a throwing dummy um, some drills and some, some techniques that you can do for, for training and people are using everything from a pillow to a bag to just the floor, you know, their dog, like whatever they got. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's rough, man. Cause me and my buddy Drew made a, a joke about it. He was like, you know, the, the part that the part of class everyone wants to skip is now the only part we can do. And it's the warmups. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I, how, I mean, how did this, like, I got to say, you're probably living the dream that most, let's say, uh, I don't even say beginners, but, you know, a lot of jujitsu guys wish that they could do this full time. Absolutely. You know, me me yeah. included. I've, I've been there. You know, this is my contribution, though, now that the podcast is what, you know, train, regular job, and then, you know, the podcast. How did yeah. this start? How did how did you become, you know, Eli Knight, the guy that does all the videos? Where did, where did this really start for you? Um just, I don't know. I just love jujitsu, man. I just, I just loved <laughs> training. And, you know, I, I started out training in a Japanese jujitsu with my, my teacher, who's actually about 25 feet away from me right now. We're still in the same place. Uh, yeah. not, we, we've moved locations and stuff, but I'm still with him and we've been three rivers, you know, martial arts, like since, you know, 25 years ago or more. Wow. And I started training under him. He was a black belt in jujitsu and, and, um, but again, it was like his Japanese style. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had judo incorporated into it. And also we were doing Filipino martial arts. We we're doing Jeet Kune Do. We we're doing like just all this stuff. And I was just eating up with all of it. I just loved it. You know, I did Taekwondo before that, but we don't need to talk about all that. <laughs> um, we, we, um, the sticking around with him, like once the UFC, you know, had, had happened like around that same time and then seeing Hoist, of course. And then, um, you know, we started to, to, train more Gracie jiu-jitsu and transition more into Gracie jiu-jitsu. And, and it just, again, it kept just exponentially growing, of course, all across the world and all across the nation and um, accessibility became a little easier uh, because we've always been, you know, here in this small town in, in Kentucky. And, you know, so we would have to travel a lot in the beginning stages of it. Um, and, and for a while, for years, for a number of years, we'd have to travel and go to seminars and camps and, and, however we could get to wherever someone was teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, like I, I decided, you know, uh, a while back, I didn't really want to open my own brick and mortar facility. I was always happy teaching here. And, you know, plus once life really started happening and I had a daughter and, and all that, then, um, you know, I, I didn't want to move away. Um, 
And so it's basically, I, I kind of had to, to decide, well, I have to grow where I'm planted. That was, that was kind of the, the recognition. I got to grow where I'm planted. So how do I do that? How do I not have to open my own brick and mortar and compete with someone here in town or move away? And so, um, you know, we started, I started making these little videos of like, I was going to do like a technique of the week kind of idea back in like the, or, you know, like 2006 or seven, whenever YouTube first came out and I would do one once in a while. And I, I didn't think it was going to go anywhere. It's just it something fun to do, you know, and it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> it, didn't, it, 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 it went virtually nowhere. Um, after about 10 years of doing that, um, and racking up, you know, a certain amount of videos, I had about 6,000 subscribers that I had accumulated over about a decade of time. Oh, wow. And, uh, and I was, I was psyched about it. I was like, man, I'm really getting up there now. Five, <laughs> 5,000, 6,000 subscribers. I'm doing, I'm doing good, you know? So I started taking it more seriously. And then something just happened a few years back in like 2017. Um, and I had a couple of videos that did really well. And my channel just started, it started getting bigger and bigger for some reason. And, and so I was like, oh, now I really need to take this more seriously. So I started getting more consistent and putting stuff out. Um, and, you know, I, in the, in the interim, you know, I started to, uh, you know, kind of do the social media thing and post stuff. And I guess it got the right attention because people started liking, I guess, how I taught things and asking me to come to a seminar or, you know, teach to some other capacity. And, and I just started to do that and travel more. And I got, I, I became, I was very lucky to do, um, to do collaborative things, instructionals with like, uh, some of the first collaborations I did was with, with a group called Aperture. It was formerly a, a, a offshoot of Funker Tactical. Okay. Um, I'm, not, I'm not really associated with them anymore, but they um, they were, you know, that, that got me a, a good kind of introduction into bigger stages of things. And I've done stuff with BJJ Fanatics and Budo Brothers and it just, it's all been kind of just growing. I, I, I don't know, man, I have no idea. Like it's just, I've been lucky. Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of those. I, I remember the Aperture videos. Those, uh, those are st probably the, the first ones that I would see were always the Aperture videos. Now, how long have you been training total? When did you um, start? Uh, I've been at least jujitsu and, you know, right. maybe not all martial arts, but. Yeah. I think, I think with like what we would call, I, I don't like saying Brazilian jujitsu personally, but it, it, like from the Brazilian paradigm, Gracie jujitsu style of jujitsu. Mm -hmm. Um, that I've really been training for 20, between 20, 25 years. It's hard to track because it was such yeah. a kind of transitional stage, but probably 20 or 25 years. So let, let's, we've talked about that a lot on the show. I, I don't really care either way myself. I kind of just call it jujitsu. Yeah. Um, the American jujitsu versus, you know, Brazilian jujitsu. You say you only like to call it jujitsu. Do, do you have a, yeah. do you have a reason or a take or, you know, I know there was like a, a flow grappling did a, a thing with those, uh, those guys from Daisy fresh right. where they did a little yeah. bit like American jujitsu. Keenan Cornelius likes to call it American jujitsu. What's your take on that whole yeah. thing? I think the first guy to ever call it American jujitsu, um, that I I'm aware of was either, it may have been Robert Drysdale okay. or maybe, um, uh, Rafael Lovato maybe. Okay. Um, but, but I mean, it, it, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I don't, I don't mind anybody calling it anything, anything. It's just, it's yeah. whatever, but I've, I've never personally even been to Brazil, you know, yeah. you know, obviously I'm, you know, my, my teacher is from Brazil, but he, 
you know, I've never gone to Brazil to see him. I've always yeah. ever seen him in the United States. And, and it's like, what, what is that? What does it really mean to put a geographical tag to it? It's originally a Japanese art. Um, it, the way it was taught and conveyed um, to, you know, the, the Brazilians who met, turned it into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, particularly the Gracie family, you know, I mean, I don't think that, you know, I mean, they were, they were calling it Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. They weren't, they weren't, I don't know if there's anything indicatively like from the Brazilian Ge- geography that changed anything about it it's yeah. it's how is the information conveyed the yeah. techniques aren't even like a, a ton different you yeah. know like not not the form the foundational layer of it anyway now you know we can talk about sport versus self-defense versus mma versus gi versus no gi versus submission grappling all that that matters but i don't know it's, you just it's you just, just listed all of my next questions i have all those questions yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess awesome. it's kind of like you know when you go to china they don't call it chinese food when you go to brazil they don't call it brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu right you know it's just jiu-jitsu right you know it's, it's uh, when, a, yeah, when it exactly. came here they said you know it was either gracie jiu-jitsu and i think then people started to call it brazilian jiu-jitsu i don't know the exact history of it but um i do i the first person that i saw before i ever trained jiu-jitsu i remember i recognized it he trains with the diaz brothers his first name is jake i forget his last name um, Jake Shields. Jake Shields. In his yeah. intro, uh, you know, when they when they put the uh, the call out on the bottom of the screen, it would say American Jiu Jitsu. Mm-hmm. I could remember yeah. that. It was like American Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. What is that? Then I saw yeah. then I saw his apparel. His apparel line to this day still says American Jiu Jitsu. And again, that was before I even trained Jiu Jitsu, so I didn't even didn't even think about it. But then yeah. as this it came out, I'm like, I know that I've been seeing American Jiu Jitsu since since Jake Shields. But I, I mean, I get the argument. I think it's kind of a non argument though. You know, right. it's 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 evolved. I am sure Japanese people that were training jujitsu were saying the same thing when they started to hear Gracie jujitsu put in front of it or Brazilian right. jujitsu. So it's kind of just you know shit rolls downhill. So yeah. we're gonna get that here until it just becomes kind of you know just part of the culture. Yeah, yeah. man. I think, and that's the thing. I think that more than anything, it's it's just to create uh, contention where there shouldn't, there doesn't even need to be any. Yeah. It's it's like you said, it's a non-argument. It's like. Uh, so like so many of the like pseudo political arguments in martial arts period, but in jujitsu is they're just silly It's people creating problems for no reason. It's like, just mm. shut up, man. Just train, just do that's the whole world. Shit. That's <laughs> like, the just, whole world. If you watch the news is. for the last four or six years, it's, it, it's just like, yeah. let me drop this nugget right here. They yeah. say, and you know, they, I don't know who <laughs> they is. They say yeah. that this is this thing and that and the other. Yeah. And then it's like, no, it's not, you know, and it, we're a microcosm of that, but you know, yeah. it's definitely, it, it happens in this world. I mean, you know, uh, kind of like, uh, I, I feel like in my mind, when I hear somebody say American jujitsu, I think of the leg game. That's mm-hmm. what, that's what triggers in my mind is that there's so much more, you know, you got the John Danaher's, you got the, the, you know, the, the Danaher death squad. Uh, you've got, you know, guys like, uh, again, like Daisy Fresh and those guys, yeah. you know, there's, there's a planet. huge, right. Kent planet's a, a cornerstone yeah, yeah, yeah. of what would be considered American jujitsu. If yeah. you want to consider it that. Yeah. Right. It's like that. But when, when I, when I hear it, that's what I'm thinking of the below the belt stuff. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, heel hooks, leg locks and, and things that, I mean, I've had people say to us, you know, in, in just interviews or on the show, you know, try to heel hook an old school Brazilian guy or, or be in Brazil doing a heel hook on a, on your professor, how disrespectful that would have been, (laughs) you know, he'd want to kill you for, for doing that. And, and, you know, I, again, I think that that's the evolution here is that, is that ground game, but it's, it's always crazy that 
you know, when I'm when I'm talking about jujitsu to somebody who knows nothing or a mom that's asking me, you know, what I want to get my kids into karate, what should I do? And you know, they when they say karate, they they know it's all martial arts, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and when they start talking about it, and, it, and you know, again, I start I start thinking about, you know, um, again, the leg stuff more than anything. But I guess you know it, it's evolved so much in so many different ways. It's the only martial art that's always evolving. Like yes. there's no introduction. Yeah. I mean, you you know, because I, I mean, I did American Taekwondo for three months when I was 19. I remember that. Mm-hmm. It's the only martial art where you can go back three months from now and there's a whole bunch of new techniques that yeah. you could you can learn. Not that you have to learn, but you can learn. You know, you did Taekwondo, you did other martial arts. That doesn't yeah. exist. That doesn't happen. There's not a whole new set of katas or or moves or or anything, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's that's exactly why. I fell in love with this kind of jujitsu too, because it was like, for one thing, it's, it's like, you know, doing a lot of traditional martial arts. A lot of times, you know, you go into a karate class or a Taekwondo class. And um, my experience anyway, was that, you know, you, okay, everybody line up, get into this stance, do this block a thousand times, yeah. do this, you know, learn this kata or whatever. And it's like, before you even have a contextualized two-step sparring situation or anything, uh, it's, it's way on down the line. And, and, first exposure that I had to Gracie Jiu Jitsu was like, okay, here's how you get out of a headlock. And I'm like that. Okay. That's awesome. That's immediately accessible. I get the reference. I, I understand where this is going to happen, you know, now. Um, but yeah, it's like you said too, it's, it's constantly evolving. And it's not only the, the leg game that comes to mind for me, whenever I think about American Jiu Jitsu, or I think about, um, you know, the more modern Jiu Jitsu game, it's wrestling. There's so much wrestling incorporated into it. There's so much uh, else. So for me, um, the, I felt like it was kind of an open source martial art whenever I came into it. Um, the, the, to see something stylized and traditional in jujitsu these days, and, and especially Brazilian like style, like jujitsu, it feels weird. It feels like a counter to the culture that I initially like understood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can, you can even find things back in the, the, you know, the fifties, I guess, probably sixties, seventies that when it came over from, um, you know, Japanese jiu-jitsu converting into the Brazilian paradigm and getting those new eyes and those new hands on it. Um, and, you know, you think about up through the eighties, whenever people like Hickson and, and Hollis and, and the, the Gracie family members were going to Sambo tournaments and they were going to wrestling tournaments and they were cross training with other people. And so there was a, there was an element of it. They were keeping it. Uh, in, in my estimation over they were keeping it real and keeping it um philosophically and uh like structurally jujitsu it was staying jujitsu but it was like hey there's a better way to do this double leg takedown there's a better way to do this throw there's a better way to do this arm lock you know this catch wrestler over here has a pretty good way of you know putting this into perspective here so i mean and i think to, to me, I always like to see people that are very open-minded. I always like to see styles and systems that are willing to adopt and to learn and to, to you know, to, to bring things in from, from different arts. Now, I totally get how that can be a good and bad thing uh, because it can. It can be a bad thing. You know, just because you see something cool over here doesn't mean that it needs to come in and supplant something else that you've already been doing a certain way for a number of years. You know, it, it still needs to be tested out and really analyzed and, and kind of be put through the test of time a little bit. But uh, I think that that, that door should stay open though, you know? So, yeah. and, and regardless of what element of, of jujitsu it is, man, if it's sport, if it's, if it, against MMA, it's, um, 
it's more competition or it's more self-defense, whatever. I like the term you used before. I, I, I sell marketing and web design during the day. That's my day job. Yeah. And you said open source. Yeah. You know, we use that a lot. That that's that's I've never heard anybody put it that way. That's you know, I understand that, right? You know, anybody can contribute, right? You can make this what you want it to be. Yeah. You know, it's kind of yeah. like the old Bruce Lee adage, right? Take uh, take what's useful. You know, exactly. Yeah, and that, that's that's what. Um, and you know, again, like I, you know, I came from a, a background originally. Like once I started to train uh, with with Jason Hawkins, and he was teaching, you know, he was teaching Jeet Kune Do concepts at the time. He was teaching Filipino martial arts, and he was you know, along with the Jiu Jitsu and the Judo that we were working on, and the Muay Thai, everything else. And so that you know, I I instantly kind of fell in love with that concept of you know absorb what is useful and and you know discard what's not or whatever the exact saying goes. Um, and that's, to me, that's, that's something that seemed, um, acceptable within the realm of jujitsu. So that's, that's how I, to this day, still kind of live my jujitsu life. You know, I mean, I can, um, there's certain things that I, I do exactly the way that I learned them 20 something years ago from Hoist Gracie, like exactly the same way. And, um, but there's other techniques too, where like, um, you know, I've, I've gotten a different viewpoint or something that fits my body better maybe or whatever you know i you, you can't just be a cookie cutter like version of your teacher or teachers yeah. or whatever you have to kind of find your own way so. yeah have you ever been out for an extended period of time with an injury uh no i've been like handicapped in my training from an injury yeah. you know <laughs> but I've, I've never really even when i probably should have i never really stopped training for an extended period of time yeah you know? i mean like, uh, and I'm, I'm torn up because of it. Like my body is just busted, man. Like I, I wouldn't recommend a lot of people doing, um, I would recommend people being patient, taking that time, going to, you know, doctors and stuff like that. You know, whenever you I like the air quotes, doctors, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. doctors. Yeah. Oh man. When, like for, for a number of years, we had a, a really great um, orthopedic surgeon in house that we train with and man, uh, yeah, he, he, he fixed me up so many times. He fixed my broken hand, I, my, you know, busted rib, my torn up knees, you know I mean? He, he, or not just fix me up, but he would like guide me through the process, you know, and he would yeah. monitor me. So that was, that was really cool to have. Like I saw your hand um, taped up and there was a lot of videos with your hand taped up. It was that the same injury. Is that the injury you're talking about? Yeah, it's still, it's still just as bad. I just give up on the tape. Like it's, <laughs> somebody asked me the other day, it's like <laughs> somebody, somebody the other day, it was like, Hey man, I noticed you don't tape your hands or fingers anymore. Your wrist is your wrist better. And I'm like, no, man, it's, it's, it's actually worse. Tape's it's like expensive worse. unless you have a sponsor. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. And it, it is funny. I got several people to send me tape from different companies and yeah. stuff. And so I, I, you know, I try to give them shout outs and whatever, but I'm like, after a while, I'm just like, man, this is more hassle than it's worth. And it wasn't, it wasn't doing anything to, you know, it, it might, it would still get hyper extended. Like now hyper extension on my wrist is like anything. I don't know if you can see past that. Like, really? So, oh, wow. Yeah. Like that to that is, is that's all I got. <laughs> um, so, so basically now these knuckles are all raw from, cause I have to post on my knuckles on this, oh. hand, you know? Um, and then this hand over here, this knuckle has been, that's a big, uh, that's a big freaking yeah, knuckle right, right there. Well, it's partly that it's, it's partly that it's uh big, it's, it's been broken and, and, yeah. and busted, but then the bone right here has also been broken. So it shrank down. So this hand's messed up. So wow. between both my hands and wrists, I've got one functioning arm between the two. Of them. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not laughing at you. I am laughing with you. And, and you know, I'm in a, 
I was out for probably, I, I think it was probably nine months for the knee. And I've been back for a few months. And then I got, I hurt my rib the other day. Yeah, that one's not fun. I've had that happen one other time. Uh, so I, that was last last Sunday. So I've only re- I haven't trained this week, but able to go to do weights, able to lift a couple of things I can't do. Just hurts. Can't Which sneeze. I haven't oh, been. Yeah. E- <laughs> you've had you had a rib injury. Have you had yeah. ever had one? Oh. Yeah, I've got um, it's it's my I don't know which which one it is or whatever, but it's a thing apparently. It's a it's a uh, like cauliflower ear is a thing. Oh like really? This, this one that one grappler's rib. Oh is a really? Thing. Yeah, like because oh, wow. I've got this one protuberant rib, and I've noticed it with several other people. And then um, I was talking to someone about it, like just and this was only a few months ago, and they're like, "Yeah, you got that." I forget what they called it. And oh, I'm gonna I, have to look into like, that. Yeah, we we I need to find that out too, man, because there's a, it's a thing. Like I had a I don't little. Know if it's a, it was hurting me just a little bit, but I was training, no pr- pressure. Like I actually have to like dig my finger under it, like kind of, yeah. you know, right in line with it. And I was fine. I was training. Somebody did some create jumped over me, like kind of put a shoulder in, and I was oh, just kind of let out a scream. And you know, during the week. You know, felt it. It was bothering me. Put ice. That wasn't helping. Ibuprofen wasn't helping. But man, if you've got a sneeze, <laughs> I'm like holding my nose, trying not to sneeze. Got to like put pressure on it so it doesn't pop out. But that just that's been making it worse. But uh, you know, coughing, laughing, oh, mm. it's been horrible. Yeah. So now, yeah. you know, point was part of my point was number one is I'm starting to feel like now it's I only I've only been out a week, but in my mind, my mind's going. I'm forgetting my jujitsu. Yeah. I know it's there, but I'm like, okay, I was out for nine months, and I was just getting back, and I was just feeling like I was getting back into the swing of things, and now I got to be out again. And if I want right. to do this right, I probably need to take a good three weeks. I mean, it's week one, and I'm still still hurts. I'm I'm assuming I'm going to maybe even be out for the month, but there's that little part of me that's just like, ugh, I guess I can go to the gym and sit and go on the bike and you know, yeah. and watch class. But in my, in my mind, my mind's telling me that I'm forgetting my jujitsu. What, what is that? Yeah. How do you pass? Yeah. You know? Oh, dude, it, it's, it's so funny. And it, you know, that it's that saying, I think that sticks with us at some point in our lives, whenever we hear it's like every second that you're not training, someone else is, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's that, ah, <laughs> oh, damn, I'm just, I'm forgetting. I'm, I'm, I'm sucking now. Like all my knowledge is just slipping away from yeah. me, all my abilities. Um, but yeah, like, so what that makes me do, um, like I kind of mentioned before is I just, I come in and I, I just train handicap, you know, yeah. when, you know, when, one of the, um, you know, I've got a chronic back injury that I've had since I was like in my twenties. And so it, it'll flare up on me every now and then. And, and like, I've got to really be cautious in my movement. So, um, but luckily by this point, I know how to play old man jujitsu, mm. like, um, and uh, like not not even the good kind of old man jujitsu, like <laughs> not not like old man strength, good technique. Just like I know how to be lazy and shut people down enough to where I can still you know roll, I can still train, and and uh, you know I can keep them from from beating me up, and I don't have to play like a crazy uh, um, Andrew Wiltsey buzzsaw passing game or anything <laughs> like that. You know, I'm not I'm not going to be doing that whenever I'm injured for sure. But um, you know, it's it, it's it still gives me the the uh like training methadone you know yeah (laughs) yeah well this time i mean i i've been really just getting back into the gym to do weights for the past month anyway again pandemic kind of stayed away from things get back to the gym 
you know, both gyms, jujitsu and, and weights. So I did go to the gym and there were only just, there were a handful of things that I couldn't do that were, that I'd feel it. And if I really wanted to do it, if I put a little pressure on it and then do that exercise, put my hand over it, push in a little bit, do that exercise, I was okay. But I know that's a stupid way to do things. But I, I feel, do, that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I could still do the bike. I could do the elliptical. I could lift weights. I was able to do chest tries by, you know, all that stuff is okay. Just look like back, you know, any back exercises. That's when it would, I'd start to feel it. So, uh, but this, that, that's the, the promise that I'm making to myself is that I'm just going to supplement, you know, I'll do this while I can't do that. So I don't go right. back completely out of shape. You know, I'll be picking people up and slamming them down when I go back. Uh, <laughs> my technique will be out the window. But so so let's talk. We didn't talk about Hoist Gracie. I mean, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, you know, who wouldn't love to say that they have their black belt under Hoist Gracie? Uh, what's your what's been your experience? I mean, do you get to train with him? Is it just kind of like, you know, we know the system where it's like, you know, he's your coach's coach. But, you know, do, have you had a chance to train with him and, and, and roll and, and learn from him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. all all of my um, my wink and, and pretty direct um teaching as far as Gracie Jiu Jitsu has come from Hoist. Like okay. I, every, everything past blue belt has, has come from Hoist. I mean, I, I could consider that he's given me all my rank, but I do like to say that, that Alio gave me my blue belt because that was really oh, cool. Wow. So that's awesome. So like, you know, every, but every, every stripe, everything from, from Hoist though. And, um, and like I said, you know, it was, it wasn't ever easy. I never got to spend like extended periods of time, like training, like directly under Hoist, but we, we would, you know, for, for years and years, we would go everywhere that we could and spend as much time as we could around him and the family. And, you know, so we, we learned a whole lot in the early days. It was basically just, you know, we would go to a seminar and maybe nothing else for like two months, but we would come back with that handful of techniques and just drill the hell out of those and, and get as good as we could with those things. And so, um, you know, it allowed us to, uh, really focus and, and keep our focus pretty narrow. Cause I think that, you know, there's a good and bad thing about these days with, people having, you know, YouTube and people having like, I, I can, you know, look up how to pass reverse De La Worm guard and find 50 videos right now. So it's <laughs> like, you know, and why do I even need to know that when I'm a, a blue belt, you know? Um, so that, that kind of thing exists and we didn't have that obviously. So it was a good and bad thing. It, it would have been nice to have resources more than we did, but it also kept us very focused in what we really needed to drill over and over again so you know but we we got to be able to train with him more frequently and eventually he started coming to us you know whenever he could right now um you know we'll see him maybe a couple times a year like uh, he'll he'll come to a seminar here for us or you know if he's in nearby we'll go see him or whatever but um but yeah i mean that that's it it is it's it's really cool um because some yeah it's it's one of those things is he's, he's an icon. I mean, he's a living legend, you know, and, and, um, that never really like goes away. I mean, sometimes I'll, we'll be sitting around and like a group of us and, and hoists in a group and we're talking and everybody's just being chummy and buddies and everything. And it just kind of hits you like, Oh shit, that's hoist Gracie right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those things, you know, I, I, I experienced that on a smaller scale now. Um, I, I don't even know if it does do justice to compare it, but when I, the people that I'm getting to talk to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I uh, you did something with, uh, you did some videos with Brendan McCatherine, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. you know, to talk to, to be able to interview somebody like that, somebody like you, you know, Jason Scully, people that I watch, I've, I've had, you know, I watch a video and then I'm like, yeah, grab your balls and ask him if he wants to come on the show. And that's what, and, and I've been doing that again. Thank you for coming on. 
But it's kind of crazy that now these people, like, you know, I've, I've exchanged messages with these people. I've uh, asked these people questions about, you know, the business of martial arts, about, you know, jujitsu in general. And it, it's kind of crazy. I couldn't imagine being in the same room or saying that I have my black belt from, from you know, from somebody like Hoist. You know, now yeah. I, I train out of Fight Sports in Coral Springs and we have, a, you know, it's, you know, we have Cyborg, right? Uh, right. But yeah, I, I, I went, you know, one, went to one of his seminars. He's been into our place, I think, really only once. Um, since we, we like move schools and since I've been with them, he's been there once, but, um, yeah, there, there's that connection, but it's like, you know, I've gotten, I've learned everything from my coach, but he, my coach absolutely drives down to Miami, you know, three or four times a week and goes and trains in, in that Miami facility with those monsters. Yeah, so, um, awesome. so, you know, crazy environment, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been down to Miami once for the seminar. I haven't gone down there to train. Now, if you if you watch it, the only the videos that you see for training are always like the black belt competition training. So if you see those, you're gonna you, you'd look at it and go, "Geez, I, I you know I started jujitsu yeah. when I was 41. I'm gonna be 47 in, in in two months. So the idea of going down there and rolling with somebody like that, forget about my rib. I, I think I'm gonna come out of there, you know, full body oh, yeah. cast. You know, yeah, so yeah. you don't you don't want to start the open yeah. mat. And it's like, <laughs> oh, here you're gonna partner up with Wagner. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That, that's kind of crazy, but again, you know, this doing the podcast and 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 this, you know, now this connection to to people like yourself and and the Brandons of the world and the Jason Scullys of the world, all who have not only are well respected for their jujitsu, but have turned this into you know a business for themselves. They they make a living off of this. You know, Brandon t- told me he said one of the best things I ever did was pay for this for his cameraman to follow him around all day long in the gym. This is the best thing I did. He's yeah. just cutting content all day, and his stuff yeah. is is gold. I, I love his one minute jujitsu hacks. They're amazing. Oh, dude, you know? he's got he he is just he kills the game on so many levels, man. I mean his his uh, his instruction like and that that's a cool thing to see. I mean because you can get you can see different personality types and everything that are out there that have a big presence and they know how to make good videos, but they don't. You're like their their technique is meh. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it is what it is, you know, but it, with somebody like Brandon, like he's just so sharp and yeah. so precise. Like that dude is just, his IQ for jujitsu is just off the charts. He yeah. sees so many details and his, it, like, honestly, he, he's uh, like just his martial arts aptitude in general, yeah. you know, I mean, it's very, it's very awesome to be around somebody like that, man. Like I, I and I always kick myself, man. Every time I bring him up, I'm like, God, I gotta get down there and see him again, man. He's, you know, it's like, I, I'm so, I make so many freaking like excuses, not excuses yeah. at the time. I'm like, I don't, I don't have the time. I don't have the time for this, but I gotta get down there. Cause that, that dude, he's got a phenomenal environment, not just him, but the people around him. Um, yeah. And the short time that I've been down there, man, he's, it's, it's always a great experience. Yeah, he. Uh, funny enough, like I said, uh, you know, I've had him on. Uh, he just, you know, he's done his uh, not the BMAC show on YouTube, and mm-hmm. he, I don't know if you've heard it or you've heard of it. He's doing yep. a podcast with his wife now. You know, it's, uh, it's I've like, seen clips. Yeah, yeah Brandon yeah. and Lindsay have a podcast now, is what it's called. <laughs> you know what? If I listened to the first episode the other day. It's amazing because yep. I'm I'm really uh, you know I, I've I, I've talked about trying to get my wife on the mat forever she doesn't she's she likes to do it to do like kickboxing classes she goes to a really cool not like an I love kickboxing where it's just like I call it dance fighting uh, she actually goes to like a, it's a kickboxing gym and they they have those nice. kind of classes but it's also like you know they do strength training and, and other things I've tried to get her on the mat for forever seeing his relationship with his wife who's also a, a 10th planet black belt was amazing and it actually yeah. you know not just the martial arts side, but 
just their relationship. I took a lot away about the relationship of how two people can work together and not hate each other. And, right. and you know, there, were, there were a lot of good nuggets in there on the martial arts and the relationship side. So I definitely recommend it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet or heard it. I, yeah, yeah, I've got to check that one out, man. I, I watch, I try to you know watch a lot of stuff that he puts out, whether it's his, his one minute hacks or it's his uh, not the BMAC show yeah. and, and the PGF that he's been doing, man. Like, yeah, that's that's been awesome. Like yeah. I, I, I just recently started watching that. And uh, because I've known some of the guys that have competed in it and like, it's, it's well filmed, the, yeah. the structure of it, the way that uh, everything from the, the rule set to just the structure of the events, um, very professionally done, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's excellent. I think it's going to be big. I think it's going to, it's going to blow up a lot. I know he said he's done the first two seasons. I'm not sure if he's going to do the third in his gym or if it'll grow, uh, but I know I, I, I'm in his group. Uh, his uh, like his actual I think the group named after him he's got like a smaller group and um, it, you're, you're seeing people asking about like hey how do I how do I apply like you're starting yeah. it, it's growing to that point I see the messages come through every once in a while I want to get a notification and, and I you know it's taking off my coach freaking loves it my coach yeah. is like he, he's all about just everything all things jujitsu and yeah. he's always po- oh just watch it it was great it's amazing you know I, I have got to be on I haven't watched it yet only because like time it's either work or I'm doing this, you know, we're creating content. So it's hard to, to kind of it's, check it's everything out, one, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's really well done. I mean, I, I'd, I'd watch that just as, and you know, it doesn't have, um, I mean, there, there are some, like, as far as the draw, like whatever you want to put stock into names of people or whatever, you, you don't, nobody's famous until they are. I mean, he's yeah. got some just killers in some of these events, man, yeah. like some really good guys, experienced guys, really sharp technique. Like it's, it's really awesome to watch. So yeah. I think, I think that as the event grows and more people like kind of take note of it and he's able to incentivize people even more and more to compete in it, because that's, uh, you know, that's another thing about, about uh, BMAC, man. It's like, he, he believes in uh, treating people right from everything that I know about him. And so that's a really cool thing. And so I think that, you know, with, with something like his tournament, the bigger that it grows, the more people are going to see the um, the benefit in competing in it too. So I, yeah. I I hope it does, man. I hope it blows up for sure. Yeah, you mentioned his his uh, his kind of IQ, his martial arts, and his jujitsu IQ. It's amazing. Yeah. You you know I've I've seen him commentate on um, some combat jujitsu stuff. Yeah, and then I've seen him just talk about and commentate on his own stuff on on like the PGF stuff, and it's 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 amazing. And, and then yeah. you know his sense of humor on top of that. Yeah. It, it makes yeah. it even more entertaining. It's just even that much more fun to watch, you know. So, you know, uh, yeah, I love watching this stuff. And uh, and uh, again, Absolutely. you know, going back to what I was saying before, it's like I've got the, I've got it in my phone. You know, yeah. I can reach out to, hey, Brandon, I need this, or hey, you know, we'd like to do this, or come on the show again. And, and that's strange to me now. It's like, you know, the people that oh, that yeah. have been been part of this show, and it's it's just been crazy. You know, dude, I'm, I'm the same way, man. Like I, I like it's it's bizarre for me because there's so many platforms now where you can talk to people. I was on, uh, the, the app clubhouse, like yeah. somebody, somebody sent me an invitation to clubhouse and I, I, you know, I went and dropped in a couple of those rooms just to see what was going on. And it was weird to see, I'm like, is that seriously Carlos Machado in this room? Like, is, it, <laughs> is that, is that really this guy? Is that, that, that's really, yeah. that's really these people like they're in here just talking and like, you know, shooting the breeze and stuff. And, and, um, yeah, I've met some really cool people in there and people like that they knew who I was. And I was like, that's bizarre that you know who I am. Like, why, why, why am I even on your radar yeah. at all? Like, You're on a lot of radar, radars, Eli. We, we know weird, you. Man. That's weird. <laughs> 
Do you, do you have do you have you competed in the past? Uh, do you, you've done competitions? Do you? Yeah, man. I'm. Um, uh, yeah, I think last. I'm trying to think. I was trying to think about this the other day. I was actually thinking about it today because my my girlfriend her first competition ever was today this afternoon. And so oh, yeah? like I was I was doing the rude thing like picking up my phone during lessons and stuff to kind of see like updates and and you know what I was showing like everybody I did a lesson with today. I was like oh look this is my girlfriend's competition this is her first match you know. <laughs> How long has she been training? A few years. A few years. Um, She she started off with more um, more percussion arts. Like she started at she she's with a group called Fit to Fight, which I do a lot of work with. Okay. Um, Really really awesome group out of uh, based in North Carolina, but they have like different affiliates all over the place. And so I've helped them with their jujitsu program, so that um, I kind of help design it. So I go to a lot of their facilities and, and do seminars and stuff too. And, but anyway, that's kind of how we met was, um, I would go out there for some events and, um, yeah. So she started doing jujitsu actually maybe about probably three years ago, kind of off and on and has been really serious about it for the past, you know, probably year and a half, two years, more, more serious. Um, but yeah, she, she's, she's been doing that. But as far as me with competition, I think the last time I competed, it's maybe four or five years ago, maybe four years ago now. Um, but yeah, I didn't like, so I, I, there wasn't a lot of competition in the area when I was like white and blue belt, but I still went and competed a little bit when I was a blue belt. Um, never had like great success in competition. You know, it's like just very mediocre in competition. And then i never competed at purple belt. I didn't compete the entire time I was purple belt for years. And then when I got my brown belt, I was like, man, really wish I would have competed more. And so I started to like hit some more competitions and I was a brown belt and I did better at brown belt than I did at any other belt. Like, um, and then when I first got my black belt, um, I would, I would compete more, but try to be like a little more selective. Like I didn't, I was old, man. I mean, I'm old. (laughs) So it's like, I didn't didn't want to go do the all day tournaments and stuff, you know, it's like, Oh, Oh, you uh, super fight. Yeah. I'll do that. You know, this, uh, like, uh, just like individual matches or whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll go do some. Of those, would, you, would you feel like you have a little bit of a target on, on your back because of your reputation now in this world? Thousand percent. Yeah. Right. Thousand percent. I, I don't that even, guy. Dude, I, I want to visit so many more places that, that I don't visit. And part of the reason is like, first of all, like walking in anywhere with a black belt on, you got a target on you. Um, then you couple that with like the fact that, you know, you've got a little bit of a YouTube following or something. And so, everybody's got to be like, Oh, this, this guy over here thinks he's hot shit. So we've got to <laughs> knock him down and we got to come yeah. for him, you know? Yeah. And that, and then, you know, even if they don't recognize you, it's like, why do you have that weird blue sleeve on your black belt? Yes. Instead what of is the blue? What, what does the yeah. blue mean? I, the, I, I Googled that yeah. years ago and I couldn't find yeah. one thing. Yeah, I couldn't find anybody that sold it. I didn't know what it yeah. was. What is, what does the blue tip mean? Is, does it mean anything? Yeah, you still, you still have to get them custom. Like you can't, you can't just buy them anywhere. Yeah. Well, basically, um, the only people who do that are uh, Hoyce and the Valencia brothers. Okay. So, I mean, they, they do that for their people. And basically the easiest way to say it is like, it's an homage to Elio Gracie. Okay. Um, it's when, uh, you know, Hoyce, if you look at Hoyce now, you know, he knows he just wears that Navy blue belt. He doesn't wear his old black belt with okay. the stripes and everything. Right. I hadn't noticed. I hadn't noticed at all. Yeah. He, if you ever see Hoyce these days, like he, he doesn't have a black belt uh, on, he's got a Navy blue belt and with his dad's name on it. Uh-huh. And, um, basically the idea was like, you know, once, once his father passed away, he was like, well, I've, I've only ever gotten rank from my father. I'm not, who, who's going to give me rank now. So mm. 
he, he just, you know, back in the day, the story goes that there were three belts essentially, and it was a white belt for beginner student. It was a, a light blue belt for a more intermediate to advanced student. And then there was a Navy blue belt was the teacher. That was like the black belt, you know? Um, and that was the belt ranking. And so um, that's part of what it is, is, is part of why they restructured it that way. And the other part of it too, is that Hoist is not the biggest fan of sport jujitsu in the world. <laughs> so mm. it, it's a little bit in opposition to like the IBJJF conventions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other part, you, let me think, uh, sometimes you would see Elio whenever he was in, um, when he was like in Brazil, especially like he would be wearing a blue belt instead of his red belt. There's some pictures you'll find of him like wearing a blue belt. It's like, well, people were curious about what that was. And part of it was, you know, it's like a, a soft protest. It was like a mild protest of saying like, you know, um, there were these people who were popping up and this, this black belt over here, this coral belt over here, these, and it was like, where, where are you guys getting your rank from? Like the, you know, like, I don't know anything about you guys speaking from Elio's point of view. And are you just like, promoting yourselves and what does that do to diminish the art and, and take the, the the purity out of the ranking system and this and that i don't there, there's it's kind of a long complicated thing from my understanding of it the easiest way to say it is just that it's an homage to and to grandmaster elio and to um also to emphasize that like gracie jiu-jitsu like from hoist's paradigm for the Valencia brothers paradigm is rooted in self-defense as a foundation before anything and so that's kind of the long-winded answer, okay. <laughs> but no. that's the number one question that I get on anything. Like the number one question that it's guaranteed to be on any video I ever do in the gi. Why is the, why is the, <laughs> the, the, the tip, the bar, the sleeve, the, the, the point, whatever they call it. Why is that blue? So. <laughs> I've, I look, I remember looking it up years ago, couldn't find anything. And then not that I was going to buy one or anything, but I'm like, all right, let me see who sells it and see what they say it means. And, I didn't know find, that. and that's, yeah. that's, that's great to know. I hadn't. You're an insider, so I don't think anybody <laughs> else would have even known that uh, that that answer. Yeah, it's it's a it's a rare thing. I keep meaning to make. I've never made a video just addressing that on my channel, but it'd, it'd be nice to have because I remember when um, I did a video with Chewy uh, years back, and he he asked me. It was me and a buddy of mine. Both were here. And we're both black belts, and so we had the blue sleeves on. And and he he you know he asked us that on one of his videos. And so sometimes I'll find that one just to have the link ready whenever somebody asks it and just like, yeah, here's, here's the link. Here's the whole discussion. If you want to look yeah. at it. You know? <laughs> so I know you've done some stuff with Chewy too. And we're talking about somebody who goes out there and does, you know, you know, who still competes. I saw them throwing mm-hmm. Chewy's name out there to, to fight Gordon Ryan the other day, you know, talk <laughs> yeah. about that. The, that's a tar- yeah. talk about a target, but yeah, really. uh, you know, he's still out there competing. And again, he's one of those, he's one of the guys that I've, that I, that made me think about that. I'm like, does man, he's got to go out there got to like really be ready because people just, you know, just because of the name, they want to really, you know, they want to make their a name for themselves by, by beating somebody like that. And kudos to him, man, because mm-hmm. like, and he, he not only competes, he competes at extremely high level and he does extremely well. Mm-hmm. And like Chewy's a monster, man. Like, cause it, it's people, people like to ask like ridiculous questions and stuff. And they're like, yeah. So, so who, who wins if you and Chewy roll? And I'm like, Psh. like, first of all, even if he, it doesn't even matter that he's like quite a bit bigger than I am, like and stronger and younger. <laughs> None of that even matters. Technically, he's just better. Like he's like uh, I I have no um, I have very little ego when it comes to admitting like realistically what my ability is in jujitsu. I can teach stuff pretty well. I can put stuff 
together pretty well. I can convey some information. I'm, I'm a decent coach, pretty good teacher, but I'm not, I'm not going to compete with somebody like, like Chewy, not these days, you know, yeah. uh, probably not ever, but, um, and you know, Chewy, Chewy did the same thing the other day. Like you said, there were, somebody was saying, oh yeah, well, you know, Gordon can't get any matches. So Chewy, why don't you and Gordon go and And he posted, I think he posted a response to it. He's like, he's like, Gordon would kill me. Like yeah. Gordon would demolish me. Like, I, you know, I, like that's, there's levels to this stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's levels to it. It's like, and, and that's, what's difficult whenever the, the conversation always comes back to like ranking, you know, it's like who deserves uh, this belt or that belt, you know, what do you have to be able to do before you get your purple? You know, um, if, if you're a brown belt and you got tapped by a blue belt, does that mean you should be demoted? You know, it's like, it, it's, there's so many questions and, and so many things like people like to conjecture about, but there's, there's a lot of criteria that goes into, I think what ranking really means, yeah. but it's difficult whenever it's such a performance-based martial art, you know, like, it, it, cause jujitsu is, I mean, more than almost anything else, it's like jujitsu is a, a very performance-based martial yeah. art. Um, so people like to just kind of get hung up on that, you know, but it's like, you can remind them. It's like, man, you can take, uh, some of the best black belts in the world and put them up against Hoffa Mendez and they're going to look like they never trained a day in their life. Yeah. Know? So, yeah. so what do you, you know, so yeah, I mean, you're not going to demote that guy back to, to blue belt, you know? Right. So yeah. I, I know my coach always says for every level, there's another level, you know? And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and I take that to, again, as a, starting as an older guy coming back again, after the pandemic is a really good example. I show up and there's a sea of young white belts and I say young, you know, twenties yeah. built, you know, yeah. like, this guy definitely lifts weights when he's not here. <laughs> yeah. I came back to just this, again, a, a, a huge amount of, of adult male white belts who came in, you know, looking for something to do while, while we were out again, nursing the knee. And then, Hey, am I going to train? Am I not? And, you know, to train with these guys, you know, the spazzy, you know, spazzy white belts, bad enough, a spazzy right. white belt. Who's really strong, stronger yeah. than you. Yep. That's a, you know, a dangerous, uh, you know, or you get a, a, a proficient wrestler in there. That's like, you know, he's mm, day, I got one day, of those day one in jujitsu, uh, like ignore the eight years of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, those, I mean, those guys, if, if again, especially coming off of the injury, you know, geez, I mean, some of those guys, you know, put it on me. I was like, yeah. Oh man, you know, I got to get my cardio back. I got to get kind of my, you know, it's like riding a bike. I get it. But at the same yeah. time, I was like, geez, these guys, you know, man, what happened? What are they feeding these guys? Uh, yeah. Completely part of my motivation to get back in the gym. I, I left, you know, I, I weightlifted for a long time before I ever got into martial arts. And then I guess like everyone, you know, you start doing martial arts and it's like, do I go to the gym or do I go to a jujitsu class? You know, and I yeah. started to slowly fade away from, from the weights. But now I, I, I feel like there has to be a happy medium, especially those guys have taught me like, yeah, you better keep your strength up. So you oh, get yeah. older, you're going to get weaker, you know, you better maintain. So mm-hmm. credit to them for helping me get back in the gym. But yeah, yeah I mean, some of these guys, you know, whew, you know, it's mm-hmm. why we, yeah. we, we have a wrestler, we have a, a wrestler that came in and, and he's a white belt. And funny enough, he, uh, he had to move and he's training at Wagner's he's training mm. at Wagner's now. And he comes to okay. our open mats every once in a while. I'm like, Oh God, now, <laughs> yeah. a wrestler training under Wagner. And then he's coming yeah. back to my gym to do open mats Ooh. once in a while. I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, if that's, I had to compare myself to those guys, you know, what are you going to demote me? You know, those guys are going to come up and, and you know, he's going to be stronger at, at blue belt than I ever was. And he's going to be a better pep- purple belt than I was, you know, he's going to be there younger if he stays healthy, you know? So 
what does that mean for for my standing? If if a guy like that taps me out, am I no longer a purple belt? Or you know, when I get to brown, am I not a brown belt? Like you know, uh, again, this is a merit based system, but at the same time, you know, you put in your time. You don't necessarily have to beat the youngest and the strongest to get that promotion. I don't think a lot of people think of it that way. I see faces no. sometimes at promotions and somebody might be like, really? They're getting their purple belt, you know? Right. And I'm like, really? Yeah. What? They've got a whole different journey than you. They've trained different yeah. times. You know, they, they've got to work harder than you maybe, you know, but it, it, it's, a, it's a strange environment. I remember our coach one time actually had a little speech. He says, you know, understand when I do give belts and I give stripes, Everybody is their own person. I'm judging them on them. I'm not judging yes. them on, yeah. well, you tapped them all the time last week. So what? You've just been at purple. You've been at blue belt for a year. What you think you're getting your purple belt now because you tapped that person who's about to get promoted. It's kind of a little weird. But I think that's uh, I think when you get around to purple belt and you're on the cusp of brown, you've, you start to let all that ego stuff go. And I think a lot of that goes away. You start going, okay, yeah, this isn't, you know. Yeah. I had a, you start to be a little bit more lenient, I think with your judgment of, of other people as well. And it's like, it's one of those things too, the way that you're, you said your coach said it, that's a, that's a lot in line with my feeling about it. I do think that it needs to be, you know, performance based to a degree. It has to be about your technical knowledge, about your ability to, to convey the knowledge to it, to apply it and everything else. But I think a big part of it is about personal development Mm -hmm. and you know, what, what is, what has training in jujitsu done for you? Uh, as a as a person, I mean, when you walked in, what were you like versus what you are now because of what jujitsu has done to you? And I think mm-hmm. so. I guess you know that personal development, being an ambassador for the art, it should be considered in the factors of ranking as well. You know. Yeah. You are a. Um, did I read somewhere you're a graphic designer as well, or at least you do all your own stuff? Are you a graphic yeah. designer by by kind of like by trade? Is that something that you wanted to do? Yeah. Um, it's kind of accidental. Like I, I was always, uh, I was always into art. And um, when I went to college, I was, uh, I was in art stuff all my life. When I went to college, I wanted to go in for uh, commercial art first. Well, first it was fine art, then commercial art. Um, I got kind of jaded with a lot of the art program stuff and everyone was trying to move me into doing computer aided drafting computer aided graphic design stuff like that and i was just i didn't want to do it and so i kind of went with my backup of writing and, and technical writing and, and english and literature all that kind of stuff and that's what i wound up um going more into and then they kind of circled back around to where in doing that i had to take a lot of document design classes for professional writing courses and then I had to learn graphic design software as part of the document design and layout courses. And so it's like, I'm, I'm not getting away from this, so I might as well embrace it. So I wound up doing uh, graphic design and, and getting a, a degree that was heavy into graphic design. Um, and then, yeah, I still, you know, I still do some stuff with it today to these days. And uh, like I've done, I've done a lot, especially right out of college and, and for years. So you do yeah, most of um, your own uh, editing and, and design for, for your channel and for your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Begrudgingly. I wish I would, yeah. I'd love to have somebody do it for me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bow. I've got, I've got a bow. I've got a producer bow that he's a, he's a graphic designer and a videographer and uh, mm-hmm. I'm lucky to have him. I, I couldn't do this stuff by myself. I mean, I, you know, yeah. recording just on the screen like this or something, you know, was never what I wanted to do as part of the yeah. podcast, but we had worked together previously and I'm a, you know, <laughs> I'm a, Pixel engineer. <laughs> he's a he's a genius. He's great at this stuff, man. So I, I'm lucky to have him. But That's let's awesome. uh, let's get into some listener questions here. Um, you saw me posting on some of these. We we talked about this a little bit before we came on. All right. So uh, so some 
one of them in here, I think, is from a kid, and you're, I think you're gonna, you'll know which one it is. Uh, but uh, you know, got some uh, general questions and some kind of funny ones, I think, too. Uh, okay, so it says, my question is, I haven't trained in about a year because of my busy work schedule, and I'm wanting to go back this coming month. He's now he's got a set work schedule now, so now he's able to go back. I kind of just vanished from training without saying goodbye when he left, when he stopped going. He says, I had such a great experience at my gym, more than any other gym that I've been to. Would it be okay for me to just pop back in, or should I call and ask for permission to come back in? So you're a, you're, you're a coach. You know, how, how would you handle that? What, 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 how would you like your student to handle that? Um, yeah, man, I see that. That's so um, particular to the environment, the training environment. Yeah. If it were me and I hadn't, you know, somebody just like kind of ghosted and, and I, they, I hadn't heard from them or anything else. Um, usually my first instinct is, you know, kind of concerned. I'm like, yeah. you know, what, what happened or whatever. So if they just pop back in, and show up for, I mean, I've, I've had that happen multiple times this year, especially because of this last year. But like, um, when I see somebody pop in that I haven't seen in months or years, then I'm like, I'm like, this is awesome. That's great, yeah. man. How you been? Like jump, jump yeah. on in. I'm glad you're back. You know that yeah. I, I think, I think probably that's going to be the case. Most places. I think that it'd be pretty shitty of somebody to be like, uh, well, you've been gone this whole time. You know, uh, I, I think that maybe it's, it's not the best thing for you to just jump back in. I, I can't imagine that really happening in yeah. a decent environment. If you're training somewhere like that, then that might be a problem. You might know? be the wrong gym. But, yeah. But I mean, I don't, I don't think if, if you're on the fence about it, if you're, um, if you're curious and, and uncertain, then yeah, just call, talk to your yeah. instructor and be like, you know, explain the situation. And, uh, you know, I, it's, you know, it's a, it's a gym, it's a family, it's a community for the most part everywhere is. And it's also a business, you know, yeah. they're not going to, they're not going to turn you down for that reason alone. Yeah. So I, I think yeah. just call and have that conversation would be. Yeah. Hell, if I walked into the gym after being out and they weren't coming up to me, trying to give me a hug, yeah. I would say you're probably in the wrong gym, you know, you yep, open exactly. arms, you know, looks, um, unless you did something stupid and then kind of ghosted because you've, you fucked up, yeah. you did something weird or stupid. Then I yeah. could see them coming back on, Hmm, you know, let's, let's, you know, why don't you come on the weekend and we'll talk a little bit about you when you're going to start something like that. But, uh, I, I would kind of feel like if they gave me a little bit of attitude, I, I think you're in the wrong gym. It should be, you know, full embrace. Come on, get on the mat. Where's your gig? Throw your gig on, get on, you're late. Let's go. Let's do this. Yep. You know? Mm -hmm. So, yep. okay. So that, oh, that, and I always like to give a shout out to the, the that was from at buds underscore G 70 on Instagram. So now we have uh, Sully's underscash, under, underscore, excuse me, <laughs> Sully's underscore son. What's your, th th this is funny. I thought this was a little funny, but I'm going to throw it in. What's your thoughts on using a heel hook in a street fight? <laughs> <laughs> I did a whole video about that. Yeah, did you? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I did a, and it, that's one of the very few just talking videos I ever did yeah. because I've had people ask me that a lot before. Um man, in a street fight, uh, anything's on the table. I wouldn't, mm. I, now, if you say, uh, you know, what's, what's your opinion of pulling single leg X and setting up, you know, trying to get to the saddle and, and getting don't, a heel hook. In a don't fight. do that. Yeah. <laughs> not maybe, on the <laughs> maybe not your primary strategy, maybe not the best idea, but I mean, mm. you know, obviously, you know, if you get into, um, you know, street, street fights are, prone to get into clinches and grappling positions and, and to go to the ground. Oftentimes, you know, we can argue about what's the percentage that, <laughs> that goes to the ground, yeah, yeah. but, um, but man, anything's on the table to get you out of that. And I think that, 
you know, it's, it's a tactic, it's a yeah. tactic and it's a, it's a solution for, you know, that particular situation. And I have, um, I have friends, um, I, I mentioned like my experience in doing that in a, a, it was a, it was a stupid, uh, backyard kind of fight thing, you know, and it, it's, and I actually did that on somebody that, you know, we we're actually friends, but we got into a fight. It's a stupid story anyway. Uh, but I, I did that and I popped his ankle pretty good. And mm. so it's like, but I mean, we were fighting, fighting, but, yeah. um, and then I have a, a, a couple other people that I've talked to over the years that just instinctively went there they got knocked down and they got a leg presented to them within proximity and they just, uh, that's what they knew to do. And they just went for it and, you know, it, it worked out favorably in their situation. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, I think that anytime you speak in absolutes, it's like, Oh, never do this or always do that. You're getting yourself into some trouble. There's the context dictates everything. And again, you know, I don't even recommend, I wouldn't recommend like necessarily intentionally going to the ground in a street fight, yeah. you know, but you've got to do what keeps you safe and get yeah. yourself out of that as unscathed as possible and, and eliminate the, the at least threat, you yeah. know, you don't want to uh, be pulling so, guard in the middle of the street. Not necessarily. Maybe yeah, on the grass, but I don't even think that's yeah. a good idea. You <laughs> no. know, somebody's friend stomps you in the face. Yeah, dude. You, there's so you, there's so many so many things. You even yeah. answered the second part. He had a follow up there. Have you ever been in a street fight? If yes, what technique did you use? So you you, you did say you used that on your friend. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like again. Not it was not the the, the most street of street fights. What a great friend you a, are, Eli. Yeah, no. What, what, that's like the king of dick moves, man. I, you yeah. know, I, I want to throw in here as listen. I, I've gotten into my share of of really stupid fights. I'm not proud of it. Um, first of all, walk. Away. I, I believe he's a younger guy. Listen, walk mm -hmm. away. Uh, there's yeah. no. You know, we do jujitsu to protect ourselves. We don't necessarily want to be starting fights. If you have to, you know, protect yourself or defend yourself or your family or even your friends, that's one thing. But first of all, let's not get into any street fights. Uh, and then again, second, like I said, you probably don't want to be pulling guard. If you if you're in a heel, like you said it the right way, you said if it's presented to you, I'm sure. not dropping on the ground to try to you know to search for right. a heel, to, yeah. especially in a street fight, especially with other people around. You you, you got one idiot friend. If drinking's involved or you just got some dumb kid decides yeah. to stomp you on your face and now, mm -hmm. you know, you could have three or four guys kicking you and beating you up and, and now Absolutely. you're in a, yeah. in a worse and place. But walk away. I, I would say, though, you know, if you if you are going to use a street uh, a heel hook in a street fight, just make sure they're not wearing a gi because that's that's unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> that is that, that's, yeah, that's, that's the where unwritten I draw rule, the line. isn't it? Right. Isn't yeah. that the unwritten rule? So, yeah. There's a really, there's actually a, a really popular video. I don't want to say famous. There was a really popular video of a bunch of guys playing basketball. Like it was in an inside, inside a gym. They're playing yep. basketball. Do you remember that? And then yep. I, I don't know if the key fell to the ground, I guess. And he got, he's got this guy in his sneakers and in a heel was, hook. And he's like, yeah. you're going to stop. He's like, you're going to stop. You know, like he gave, he didn't wrench, you know, he didn't, you know, try to tear his knee apart. He gave him a yeah. chance and I think they wound up breaking it up, but you know, that video that I'm talking yeah. about. Uh -huh. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and if you watch that whole video too, they, they got into it and the guy, I think he, 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 he uh, took him down. They, they, they fell down somehow. He either took him down or whatever. That guy transitioned like from back to arm bar to something else and finally wound up on that heel hook. Yeah. And I mean, it, that heel was not going anywhere. He was yeah. in some high top basketball shoes. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not getting that heel back, man. Like he, if he wanted to rip that thing, he would have ripped that. Yeah. All right. So we go to our next question at Sean Doris. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, on Instagram. Uh, Eli's videos are so super popular. 
and convey a lot of short and, and convey a lot in a short format. What's the secret for creating relevant content in a market flooded with competition? Man, um, <laughs> dude, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I, luck, like a, a lot of luck. Uh, <laughs> the guys on no, this I side mean, of the think, screen, the guys over here, look at you like, wow, you've got it all figured out. You right, know, like, dude, look I, what you did. It's it's hilarious, man. Like, I, I have people, and I I I always try to answer the best I can whenever somebody's like, hey, you know, how, what do you do? How do you do what you do? how can I grow my YouTube channel? How can I grow my account or whatever this? I'm like, bro, just like do what you do and then get real lucky. Like that's all I know. But you know, I, I know certain things, you know I mean? I know certain behind the scenes kind of like what you're supposed to do to optimize your, your, your video, as far as like the information to put into it, how the algorithms kind of treat things, you know, whatever. But um, man, as far as like the content itself, why, why anything that I might do might be attractive to anyone. First of all, I think that, um, I don't typically show a lot of like super wild, crazy stuff. I show stuff that, and the way that I do it, it's pretty obvious that almost anyone can do it. I don't, I'm not a super athletic person. I'm not any, any, um, you know, anything physically special about me. So I think everybody sees that they could probably do what I do. Um, I also, you know, like to contextualize things and make the context really clear. Is this a self-defense move or is this a sport move? Where, where are you going to use this? How are you going to use this? Um, I, I, there's not a lot of people who still talk about the self-defense in videos mm. anymore. And I, I like to mention that at least sometimes I do more stuff that I would consider more submission grappling base rather than self-defense, but I do have a ton of content out on self-defense stuff. Um, yeah, a lot of instructionals for sale and, uh, <laughs> but, but BJJ no, uh, fanatics. Yeah. And, um, but as, as far as, uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that maybe, um, is attractive about my videos to people. I don't spend a, a ton of time on long winded intros. I, I watch some videos sometimes and like six minutes in the dude's still talking about setting the technique up. And I'm like, man, get to it. Everybody's going to skip past that. You know, people are going to fast forward. He's, he's got like, a good, really good point there. A lot of people make that mistake with videos. They yeah. just yeah. get too long winded with the setup. Yeah. yeah. Make it quick and get into the point. Yeah. Uh, love him to death. I think he's amazing. Um, I got a no, John Dana here, a, da a John Dana her video <laughs> no. for free. Now, uh, th this is the truth. So this is my first BJJ Fanatics video ever. I've just always gone to YouTube for my stuff. Um, so got an email and yeah, get this free. So I got his uh, free solo drill. This was like at the beginning yep. of the pandemic. And uh, yep. I was like, okay, I guess I'll use this when the knee heals up. What, what could I be doing? And I just started watching it the other day. <laughs> I, I, yeah. had, I, I never even opened it. And it's like the first two videos. It's all him talking. It yeah. was great information. It's yes. incredible information. And I like and I like to hear it. I'm okay yeah. with but I was like, are we is this all? Is it gonna yeah. be all talk? <laughs> Cause I get you know, again, I'm I'm not used to the structure yet. So it's like video one, video two, video three. So it just goes on, you know, it goes on to the next subject because mm -hmm. it's a new video. So I'm just like, is this what the whole thing is going to be well, like? like it, and he finally got into some, you know, some positional stuff. Absolutely. I was watching recently, I was watching his, uh, his uh, headlocks video, like his front headlocks. And um, again, great information. But if you want to listen to something and to, to make yourself fall asleep, to get better rest, his, he's got, he's got the perfect voice for it. <laughs> Reading bedtime stories. And, and again, there, there's probably not very more very 
many more brilliant minds on the planet as far as it comes yeah. to jujitsu and absolute golden information with everything he says. But damn, you know, I mean, it's that it's that accent, that cadence, that 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 measure of tone and everything else that he's talking in, and and it's just like, whew, I'm getting drowsy <laughs> before I can before I can even get to the technique, you know? Yeah. I, but yeah, I, I've got now me on the other hand, like I get going a funny comment on a few of my recent videos from different people. It was really funny. It was like, this guy sounds like, uh, sounds like Vince Vaughn. And I was like, I never, never would have thought that never <laughs> heard it. But then I started watching the video and when I get going fast on something and I start talking really quickly, I was like, Oh damn, I hear it. I see, I see what they're talking about, <laughs> but it is, it's that thing again. It's like, I know what my attention span is. And plus you're watching a YouTube video. You didn't, you didn't buy this. If you get one of my longer instructionals, I'm not going to have the same cadence and, and um, you know, uh, the same sense of like urgency. You, you're trying to get it done a little bit more yeah, quickly when I'll, it's in it, when it's right. a video. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I screw up and make a 20 minute video, like the last one I just put out, it's like, I, you know, I try to get it done, get it out there quickly. And, you know, I don't, I, it, this it's a video. You know, this is a video. I'm, I'm not going to convey the information to you through a video medium the same I would, the same as I would person to person or in a group or whatever. So you just kind of have to know, understand the medium. I think yeah. if you watch my old videos, which I don't recommend anyone doing for any reason, like my my, my old like uh, damn. This is not good self promotion, Eli. This is um, not good self promotion. Dude, you can you can ask my girlfriend how good of a self promoter I am. I suck at it. But but um, it, it's if you watch those, it's it's just atrocious. I keep them up just for posterity, but it's like, I, I look back at them and I'm like, Oh my God, like you, you were, there was no energy. There was no excitement, no enthusiasm behind it. It's just like, Hey, I'm going to show a technique. Here you go. And it was just <laughs> robo. -dude. I'm like, no wonder. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to, I've, I've watched a lot of your stuff at, you know, I'll always go back and I, you know, I'm one to see when was this recorded? Like yeah, how yeah. long ago? Because now, you know, like we're in the biz now. So like how many mm -hmm. views? How long ago? Oh, wow. Look at, right. you know, hundreds of thousands yeah, yeah. of views. And well, how long has that been out? I'm always curious. So 18 years. I look at it like that now. So, yeah. Um, but I, I've never seen a video that I've been like, oh, that was a snooze fest. Or wow, I wish you would have done that. So I, I think you're judging yourself a little too harshly. The, yeah, your content's I'm good, good and. <laughs> Yeah, nah, yeah. I mean, it's. I, I think we all judge ourselves probably more critically than 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 we, you know, than the rest of the world is. You know, I, I when it comes to jujitsu, at least it's like, yeah, I do want to see the technique on a, on a Danaher video, though. I, you know, uh, if I'm putting together the visual and with the listening, if he wants to be long winded, that's great. But be showing me something while you're doing it. Right. I could take yeah. the long winded. But I mean, listen. If I who wouldn't love to be locked in a room with him for a few hours and just and oh, just absorb sure. that knowledge and yeah. you know whether it was showing you technique or not, just you know, I, mm -hmm. I learned a lot even from just listening to him and and, and a lot of his. I, I like watching his interview videos and when he's done podcasts and, yeah. and things like that. You know the info that he gets. Uh, one of his most uh, when I really, really, really was like, this guy's a freaking genius. When he when he was on Rogan, and uh -huh. he broke down yeah. the video with yeah. Gordon and and Versus Cyborg, Cyborg. Mm -hmm. and he broke it down by like the millisecond like where he was yeah. like Jamie bring it back a tenth of a second <laughs> yeah. you know that's yeah. I would that was really my I knew who, of him but again yeah. being for you know just into the jiu-jitsu world and 
I'm watching this and I'm like, this guy is freaking amazing. Like, you know, yeah. talking about breaking down a video, that was amazing. And then from there, it's like, then I got my education. And, and I think we all did once mm. Gordon Ryan started to become Gordon Ryan. You know, it's right. like, oh, now you can't. Oh, for well, sure. This is the guy behind him. That, oh, that's the ball guy behind Gordon every time he's winning, right? So, yeah. but yeah, you know. It's, to, it's funny, just to throw back to a previous question. It's like, do you, th who do you think, um, at top tier black belts, like who do you think that John Danaher could tap? You know, probably. I don't think a lot of people. Like I don't think like I don't think well, he's going to be competing in the elite echelon of. And this this is because the reason I bring this up is because of the question about you know uh, when, when we were discussing ranking, like yeah, who deserves yeah, yeah. A, who deserves yeah. this rank or that rank, and it's like there you have probably one of the most brilliant jujitsu minds on the planet, but he's not going to tap Gordon. Yeah. He's not going to tap, you know, who else, you know I mean? Yeah. So does, does that disqualify him from having yeah. substantial rank in, in jujitsu? So it's, well, it's, yeah, that's, mean, that's one of those extremes too. But I think Gordon's talked about, he says, when I do roll with John, it's complete flow rolling. There's no, you know, he's not trying to kill right. me. I'm, yeah. It's it's always a flow roll. He's, he's talked about that uh, on the other side of that. I mean, you know, listen, He's an older guy. He's an older guy with really bad knees. I think he also has a back problem, but I know his knees are like really shot. Did he have like a hip replacement? His, and his he's knees. got hip replacement. Yeah. His knees are jacked up. Yeah, but yeah it, it's exactly that. And I mean, and, and that's the thing. And that's not to that's not to say that he isn't completely physically capable of uh, a lot of amazing things too. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's but my only yeah my only reason I'm bringing that up is, is just to say for the other extreme of that. You know, if you if, if someone out there is wanting to say this person over here is not black belt level because they can't tap this person over here, that's the height of the fallacious argument because you yeah. have people like that. You know, yeah. So. yeah. Do you uh, ha do you are you a fan of like the company? We've talked about sport. You mentioned sport versus self-defense jujitsu and a few times. Are you a fan of anything like the flow grappling stuff? Do you watch competitions? Do you know, these young guys, do you watch this stuff. Yeah, I try to I try to keep up. I mean, you know, I'm not I probably couldn't tell you, you know, who's what what the rankings of the, you know, uh like rooster weight brown belt yeah. <laughs> world rankings are right now. Oh, forget you it. Know, we're, I, we're done. Cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's I, I I watched a lot of the fight to wins. I watch a lot of the, the WNOs. I love the WNOs. Yeah, those and are then, great. um the EBI, anytime there's an EBI, whether it's combat jujitsu or just well, there hadn't been an EBI in a while besides combat jiu Jiu-Jitsu, but I love that little set. I love the, that approach. Um, yeah. I even watch the Submission Underground. You know, I mean, like yeah. the, the Submission Underground has some some good ones sometimes because they've adopted that EBI rule set. Um, ADCC, of course. I was bummed that there wasn't an ADCC this year, but the, the one previous was amazing. You know, um, but yeah, I I, I don't. Um, the one I probably watch the least is IBJJF. Um, yeah, just I don't know. Like it's it's I, I you know, I'll watch the people who I know uh, you know some of the big names i'll catch a match after the fact but i don't go out of my way to watch it live or anything like that yeah. so like blue belts are on yeah <laughs> right yes on mat three there's some really yeah, right. sharp green belts <laughs> it's it's this last year it's it's really new to me that side of this world mm -hmm. uh we got we started working with um with one organization just kind of doing some trade and stuff and reposting and and helping each other out and i discovered that whole side you know, I knew it was there, mm -hmm. but didn't pay a lot of attention to it. And yeah. now I've like slowly getting into it and, you know, actually been, you know, next week we have uh, our next two episodes are two female competitors, uh, Kendall Rusing and mm -hmm. uh, Elizabeth Clay. 
Uh, they're both oh, wow. coming, yeah, yeah. They're, they're both coming on. Uh, we'll record separate episodes with them, but both next week. Uh, so awesome. yeah, now that side is kind of like we're really kind of you know I, I like having the you know I like to get both sides of it. We've had police officers come on, we've had veterans come on, and you know now we just, again just kind of falling in love with that side. There's always a big UFC fan mm-hmm. you know that was yeah. you know I, I before i was ever doing jujitsu i was watching ufcs and boxing when i was a kid so kind of love that competition side of things yeah, and to sure. discover this world you know i think it it I'm, I'm learning kind of like you said like wno uh, who's number one is, is is starting to be like one of my favorites yeah um i don't love when it's called you know, submission only, and then there's a ref's decision. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, right? I kind of want to like, see the submission. Yeah. Let me see the submission. I don't want to. If this is sub only, let's make yeah. the fights longer. Let's do something to let's you know let's get the sub. Uh, so, yeah. and hats off to all the organizations that are doing stuff. I think you know everybody brings something to this to the world of jujitsu, and I love it. But yeah. when I see somebody stalling because if they get past this time, you know, yeah. then uh, the, the, the first the, the, sub wins, the first the point submission. wins, you know. Right, they had and they or they had the most submission attempts, yeah. and you're, and that's the only criteria that they're going off of, like with the fight yeah. to wins. Which again, like like uh, what Seth is doing with the fight to wins, like that, that's, it's a great, it's a great thing. It's awesome, and it's it's one of the better rule sets. So there's just no perfect rule set. Yeah, submission only is flawed. You know, um, like points are flawed. You know, people using advantages, but then you know to take away advantages. All you're doing is just making the advantages invisible <laughs> a lot yeah, of the yeah. time you know yeah. there's organizations that don't do the the advantages and it's like yeah but you know in your head yeah you're, you're you're giving that person aggressiveness points or you're giving that person a near submission attempt so yeah it's it, there's no perfect rule set so i think that people need to um just they need to like what is it like love it for what it is and not hate it for what it's not yeah you know, kind of thing yeah it's a good way to put it how do you feel about the, the 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 rule changes with the ibjjf you know the heel hooks and you know kind of the leg stuff now any thoughts yeah. on that um i mean it's cool like i i, I thought you know they should allow heel hooks you know forever ago um, okay you know, I'm, I'm fine i'm fine with them not putting heel hooks in the gi you know and and you know, I see some of the logic behind the knee reaping stuff. Other parts of it just doesn't make any sense. Some of the stuff you can do that is way more dangerous than a heel hook, you know, I mean, so it's just, it's just kind of flawed. A lot of the times these rules get into place for really stupid reasons and then they never leave, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's nice to see them having some leniency. Now, having said that, I, I kind of looked through some of the guidelines of, of what can be done as far as like how you can do heel hooks and it's like it's kind of weird like it's it's basically like okay we're gonna allow this new one thing and now here's 50 new rules around this new one thing so i don't know Uh, it's it's just too it hurts my head and i I get bored (laughs) trying to learn all that stuff you know yeah all right eli i gotta uh, we've got one last uh round of uh we we again i always call it a speed round uh, I got just kind of a list of questions. I'll let you just answer. I won't kind of chime in too much and give you my take, but uh, got about seven or eight questions and we'll just go through them real quick. Okay. All right. So go to sub. What's your go to submission? Uh, man. Um, or favorite. I, you know? Yeah. I, my favorite, probably bow and arrow choke. If okay. it's in the gi, uh, if it's, if it's no gi, um, you know, probably still some kind of choke, man. I mean, like it, uh, I like Darces a whole lot. I like, um, arm triangles, you know? Okay. Um, I like, I love, uh, leg locks. I'm just, I'm not the best leg locker in the world. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll hit them and stuff, but I, I couldn't really call them my favorites. So. Okay. 
Go to takedown. Uh, pull guard. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, like for um, uh, collar drags and arm drags. Okay. Like, uh, that, that's that's probably my thing is collar drags and arm drags, depending on key or no key. Um, I, I'm not. Uh, above shooting like a, a low inside single or a sweep single like that's is that's the the extent of my shooting ability <laughs> these days yeah. but um you know i can go for like a low single but but yeah collar drags and arm drags are usually my go-to okay all right other than achieving the rank of black belt which obviously you have what is your ultimate goal in jiu-jitsu um ultimate goal in jiu-jitsu um just teach more man teach more bigger like better everything you know like get get more more stuff out there and get around to more places and uh i don't know i just i I love the teaching part i love sharing it's i'd rather say sharing than teaching but just do what i'm doing just on a bigger scale cool (laughs) what would you be doing if you hadn't found martial arts man i think i'd be real real unhealthy uh, because like it's (laughs) that would be really easy for me i'd probably be smoking i'm i'd probably i'd probably smoke cigarettes like I would, I'd be, uh, pretty, well, yeah, these days I'd pretty, be pretty fat, I'd be pretty, <laughs> like just eat whatever. I mean, like, I don't have the best diet in the world, but like, you know, I know how I feel when I eat crap. So I would just be just gross, man. Like, yeah. I think, um, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe I would have found something else, but, uh, I, like I said, I'm never, I was never really an athlete. Yeah. yeah. I might, I might have, you know, other things that I would do in positive ways, like just do art more often stuff you know and you would be into bird watching bro bird (laughs) watching it might be something random like that yeah i'd be into quilting yeah Yeah. (laughs) professional crappy fisherman you know (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right next question is what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you in competition on the mats or even in your gym craziest thing that's ever happened oh man let's see Craziest things ever happened. I've had, I'll give you like seeing bro- okay. broken hands, somebody threw up or next, yeah. you know, in somebody's guard, crazy yeah. things I've, like that. I've had a couple different kids poop. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was rough. I had a class of like 25 nice. kids one time teaching them by myself yeah. and um, doing just the warm ups. And this kid, he was kind of, uh, he, he was kind of on the spectrum already, you know, and, and like, I, I just saw this look on his face and I'm like, that, that doesn't look good. Like there's something going on here. <laughs> and like, he, we're, we're kind of Poor doing guy. some warm ups and stuff. Oh yeah, dude. And it, and it was like this, I saw something roll out of the bottom of his gee pant and I was like, Oh, oh there's it's only, Mr. Hanky. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, now the, uh, probably the craziest thing that's happened to me personally was, um, getting choked out in front of, uh, in front of Hoyce Horian and Grandmaster Alio, like all three of them, I got choked straight out in front of them when I was a I was a white belt, and we were at camp, and I hooked up with this guy who, um, and it, I, I use this as a cautionary tale a lot of the times um, to to tell people about, yeah, position before submission, but that doesn't mean the other person has to follow the same rule <laughs> yeah. because because like. As soon as we hooked up, this guy jammed his hands in for a cross collar choke, like just lightning fast when we started out. And I, I like, I had to pull back to guard. And I remember getting to getting him inside my closed guard and thinking, okay, well, at least I've got closed 
all right now. So he's going to let go because I've got the better position. And, <laughs> yeah. That, and then I woke up and uh, like, you were telling yeah. yourself that as oh, the room bro, was, was getting darker and darker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little green that was the spots. first time I've been choked unconscious too. And it was oh, like wow. the, the worst environment, like, cause I, I woke up and uh, uh, Hoist's wife is holding my feet up. And like, I'm looking up and I'm, I'm seeing like, uh, uh, and, and like, and like, uh, uh, uh grandmaster Alio's looking over at me and voices looking at, I'm like, Oh my God, like this is, I, I died and went to hell. This is hell. That's the most embarrassing uh, thing that ever happened to me. So. All right. So what's your biggest regret as it relates to jujitsu? Ah, uh, uh, man. Um, I got a lot, <laughs> like if I really thought about it, I, I have a, a, a lot of them, but I try not to dwell on them too much. I just try to, to make do better. You know, um, I think, you know, I probably would have competed more in hindsight. I would have like gone through a little more pains to, to compete, uh, a lot more at certain belts than I did because, yeah. you know, I really tried to play catch up at Brown and black belt. I competed quite a bit more in the early days of Brown and black, but like, um, when I was younger, uh, I, I would have probably like tried to travel a little bit more, spend more extended periods of time training in certain places than I did. And um, there's, there's things that I would have trained in different ways too. Um, but I don't know, man, I, I could come up with a billion of these things, but I just, I try to, I try to minimize my thoughts about it these days. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is the big one. This is uh, the, the drum roll, please question. All right, this is uh there's we have a, a lot <laughs> i was My gonna sa- say you gotta have a drum roll effect in there right yeah right no these don't i that's don't have not a drum, a drum roll, roll. That's, that's i don't have a drum roll. roll that might be a new one we have a, a, a again look the the pandemic turned us into a, a more of an interview style of a podcast where we would normally have uh you know, a round table of people, you know, many as four or five, even six people, you know, sitting around in a room talking about jujitsu. That's how the podcast started. But we've always had this debate. Okay. Do you wash your gi belt? <laughs> yes. Yes. yes I do. Team wash your belt. Your belt. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, Hashtag ding, ding, team ding, ding. wash your belt. Here's why. Um, why wouldn't you wash your belt? Um, that That's the question I always toss back at people because it's an old tradition, mm-hmm. right? And the old tradition was, well, if you, if you wash it, you, um, you premature, you, you like artificially damage it. Mm-hmm. And, and if you have a frayed torn up belt and all you're supposed to look cooler, I guess, when your, your belt's all frayed and gnarly. And I've had some that look like that. My Brown belt was jacked. My purple belt was jacked looking, but, um, that's cool for something like karate, like where, you know, but we're, we're doing jujitsu. If your belt doesn't get frayed and worn out and stuff because you're rolling on the ground and you're, you're like rolling with people constantly and get all this friction and, and, and scouring of this thing, then you're doing something wrong anyway. You know I mean? So like, it's, it's not like as big of a badge of honor to have a frayed belt in jujitsu, in my opinion, as it is in other martial arts, because I don't understand how the hell some of these karate masters have these like frayed, like just ragged belts and stuff. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how that happens, honestly. I get how we don't wash at home. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think somebody's dragging their belt behind their car or something, you know, but, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, that's just, it's just gross not to, I don't wash it every, you know, I don't wash it like as frequent as my gi or anything like that, you know, because it doesn't get that, that gross. But I mean, 
there's some nasty stuff on the mats, <laughs> you know. You're, I mean, given the last year, if people don't change their attitude about it a little yeah. bit, you know, given mm-hmm. the, these uh, the last year of Corona, mm-hmm. uh, I, mm-hmm. I I think it's a little nasty. You know, I've smelled the occasional belt. It's like, wow, what is that smell? And it's it's the belt. Uh, I tell everybody, I, I wash it. <laughs> I, I these days I've been if I train, I wash it. The 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 townhouse that I'm in, we're we're kind of between. We're we're waiting to move into our house. It's being built, so we're in a townhouse now. And to the washing machine is in the garage downstairs. So when I come in, I just throw my gi, yeah, and my belt on the floor. And then I'll usually take a shower, come back down, and, and then throw it in the wash with whatever you know, whatever I had on underneath my rash guard and whatever. So now, now I wash it every time. Normally, though, when I was training three times a week, four times a week, and it was just like just piling up the geese, and then I'd wash them all at once. Right. The, the the belt would go in when I washed everything together. I'd just throw it in. Now it's just because of the setup, and I I walk in, I throw it down there, and I just throw it in right away. That's just me. Yeah. But I do. Yeah, I've always I've always washed it. I've heard like. The, you know, the it, you want it to fray from training and not from the wash. Uh, then there's right. the I want a molecule of every. <laughs> Chris Howder yeah. said this jokingly on. Uh, yeah. uh, was it the roll documentary? I think maybe it's probably uh, roll SoCal. Or something. Yeah, it, yeah, it was one of those one of the documentaries about jujitsu where he kind of says it at the end, but then he makes fun of it a little bit. He's like, I believe you should have like one molecule. I think it's him that says it like one molecule from everybody you've ever fought. But then yeah, again, yeah. you could just wash it, and you know, and it's you no, know, it's not washing away. You your could skill. just request yeah. a skin sample, you yeah. know, from everyone you roll with. It's yeah. pretty, <laughs> you probably do it if you haven't washed it. You do, you have it already. But yeah, I mean, it's. I think everybody has their own take on it. I just think yeah. it's it's nasty, and it's like, uh, again, as I get older, it's just like it's just cleanliness. It's nothing more yeah. than that. I don't care. I've never looked at anybody and said, "Oh wow, look at how freed his belt is. His right. jujitsu must be so much better." You know, right. yeah, yeah, he could train exactly. more. It doesn't mean it's better. He could, yeah, he just man, maybe trains more. You know, it's yeah, that's that's the whole thing, man. And and, and it's just like cauliflower ears. You know, I mean, you can, yeah. yeah, probably then you know you see somebody with a frayed belt, they're probably put in a lot of time and they're probably pretty good. But you know, just like you see somebody with cauliflower ears, and you're like, oh man, I bet that you know, does that immediately make them a badass that they got cauliflower ears? Mm-hmm. No. Like there's, I've seen too many videos of, of high school uh, wrestlers, like sitting there trying to give themselves cauliflower ears so they can look like a badass. you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's correlation is not causation in that sense at all. And get, get multiple belts. I have like three belts. So, I mean, none of my belts are that frayed. I've got one that's got a little bit of wear on it, but I mean, I, I alternate them out, you know, I'll wash them and and whatever. But if, if one of them starts getting too beat up, then I'm probably going to get another one. I mean, just because, and it's different with black belt too. I mean, because you know, you're, you're going to be in black belt longer than any other belt, you know, hopefully, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Well, Eli, we're going to wrap it up here. I stick around though. We're not going to let you go completely after we say goodbye here, but uh, appreciate the time. Uh, Appreciate you coming on. It's been an honor to have you again. You've been a big part of my journey and a lot of people listening, Uh, but I want to give you a second. Do you, you know, you have any sponsors, anybody you work with that you want to shout out anything coming up, any of your BJJ fanatics videos that you want to tell people to buy. This is your time. Go. Yeah, man. Um, Let's see. As far as like uh, sponsor things. um, uh, Well, I probably shouldn't plug CBD on it. I know that you're, you're no, sponsored that's by okay. CBD that's company, okay. but, if you, but no, I'm with, give them a shout well, out. I'm with right. YMCBD. YMCBD is pretty awesome too. They, they've got yeah. some really good products and stuff, but, um, 
Yeah, my, uh, he sponsors the firm of Kimono Company. And um, let's see, as far as instructionals, uh, Budo Brothers, um, if you go to the Budo Brothers website, it's called Jiu-Jitsu Deep Dive. Okay. And that's probably my most comprehensive thing that I've done. It's, it's beautifully shot. And it's it's a, a huge, huge volume of like six hours of like jiu-jitsu stuff. And it's it's uh, quite a bit of technique. And then I've got like five different instructionals over at BJJ Fanatics on different topics, typically centered around self-defense, but stuff that's pretty applicable across the, across the board. Um, and so let's see what else. Oh, my, my newest instructional. Dang. I always forget that. Uh, apathy control, like apathy control is over, is available over at, uh, because Jitsu's websites, because, because dash Jitsu, dot com and uh drew has a, an amazing site amazing presence and everything and he's got some instructionals on there my newest one is called apathy control and uh so yeah check that out too all right i'm probably missing some stuff but that's all i know <laughs> that's all right man again appreciate you coming on don't go anywhere but uh everybody stick around we're gonna do our housekeeping in just a sec all right man that was awesome what do you think bo yeah really another cool, right? another super cool Super cool guest. Yeah, man. He's uh, he's full of knowledge. Full of knowledge, man. Great insight on stuff. You know, great take on this world. You know, it's funny because I had a lot of questions that I, you know, always kind of keep a short list of questions. And he was he was answering that he was kind of bringing them up as he was elaborating on things. I'm like, yeah, man, I was going to ask him about that. That's, uh, you know, <laughs> just on the same page. And, so, you know, he led to the personal development side of things as well. I love that he, stuff, don't you? Well, because <laughs> it's, you know, it's sort of integral in in every everything somebody does. Yeah. Everything you choose to do whether it's jiu-jitsu, racing, yeah. you know, business, relationships. Yeah. Mindset. You know, still comes down to that mindset thing. Yeah. All right, guys, thank you for sticking around. Um just a little heads up, I think I mentioned it on the episode we do have uh, tentatively, we have Elizabeth Clay, mm. Fight to Win Champ, and nice. Kendall Rusing, uh, both next week. Two separate episodes. We'll be filming two next Saturday. Uh, so keep an eye, guys. we got some really cool stuff coming up. Which one's my camera, Bo? Nice. Be there. That be square. Tune in, guys. Well, that, Ep- that one's your Yeah, that one's your close-up over there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, we got... Listen, so I'm here. So we've got two really cool... Uh, two cool episodes coming up guys so you know besides Eli this was awesome again thank you Eli we appreciate you uh, so uh, don't forget guys support our, us on uh, you know for the uh, the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Foundation you know check out the GoFundMe link in the description on either the app sound or on YouTube you can find everything all the different ways you can work with us at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies on Instagram but if you want to go to Facebook it's facebook.com forward slash the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies Foundation you can donate right on those pages. It's really easy, and we definitely appreciate the support. If you donate to the foundation and you donate at least $50, you can get an embroidered belt from Flow and Roll. Right? Put your name on it, your academy name, whatever you want. Or we'll get you a mug. Bo, you got the mug over there? Mm-hmm. You can get a foundation mug from the podcast shop. All right, so for every $50 you donated. If you've ever donated to us before and it was five, 10, 50, whatever it was, it was under 50 bucks and you wind up donating and the total is 50, shoot me a message. We'll send you the, the embroidered belt or the mug, okay? Shout out to our podcast patrons. We very much appreciate all the support you guys give us. Uh, we have a new gym sponsor, Carlson Gracie Winterhaven in Winterhaven, Florida. You can check them out at cgwinterhaven.com. You can check them out on Instagram at Carlson Gracie underscore Winterhaven. All right. We've also got Carlson Gracie Broward County. 
down in North Lauderdale, right, in Florida. Uh, that's Carlson Gracie Broward County.com. And you could check out their Instagram at Carlson Brace, excuse me, Carlson <laughs> Gracie Broward County. It's that new mouth, huh? Yeah, it's a new book, it's the new studio. <laughs> John Way Martial Arts in Plantation, Florida. Thank you again for, for all the support. John Way Martial Arts.com and at John Way Martial Arts on Instagram. All righty. Uh, podcast patrons include Robert Walker, Frank House, Wolseley Rivera, Boa Athletics, and you can check them out at BOA underscore athletics on Instagram. Michael Pixley Jr., Jason Smiley, Britt Tavar. Love you, Britt. Love our conversation the other day about what you're doing with Fightback. Keep it up. James Fisher, CJ Carroll, Mission 22, Chuck Reddor, and Roberto Santiago. Thank you guys all for your support. We appreciate everything you do. Listen, every little bit counts. You are helping us do things like this, like moving to a new studio down here in Miami. All right. If you like to support the show, visit patreon.com forward slash jujitsu dummies. Now, what do you get for that? All right. You can donate as little as $5 a month to get a shout out, like you just heard. You're automatically entered to win up to $100 in jujitsu swag every single month. We put you and the people that sent us questions into one pool, like questions for that month. If you submitted questions for an episode in that month, we put them all together. We use an app, we do a drawing. And then we're going to award you up to $100 in gear. We've got geese from Tap uh, tap Cancer Outcoming. We've got a gi from Flow and Roll. We've got Fightback has done $100, a, a kind of a, a triple pack of, of CBD. He actually wound up sending CBD uh, F-bombs and I think a roll-on to our last winner. So appreciate Justin for doing that. But you could win up to $100 in Jiu-Jitsu swag every month. Right now, the pool is small. You're, you're in a drawing of about 20 people each month. Think about the odds. So you could win up to $100 in gear. A lot of our, our uh, podcast patrons have won multiple times. Do it. Jump in. Uh, check out the podcast store at jujitsudummies.shop. All right, www.jujitsudummies.shop. The Instagram is also at jujitsudummies.shop. Get 15% off with code JJD. All right. You can also get free shipping on orders over 50 bucks. We've got rash guards, tees. We still have face shields up, backpacks, coffee mugs. We've got it all. We want to thank the We Defied Foundation for their support as well. Uh, and, and really everything that they're doing for veterans and the jiu-jitsu community. For those of you who don't know who they are, what they do, they provide therapeutic relief to disabled combat veterans through jiu-jitsu. You can check them out at We Defy Foundation on Instagram, and you can also donate anytime at WeDefyFoundation.org. They're doing some really cool stuff for Memorial Day. Go to their Instagram, check it out. You can jump in. You can get some T-shirts. You can do a cool kind of uh, fundraising uh, slash fitness event. It's really cool. Check it out. As always, we love them. Uh, you know, Justin from Fightback CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. He's been with us from the beginning. Again, Justin, we appreciate you and all you do for the show. Um, last but not least, the Amazon Smile. Okay? A small way that you can help us if you're an Amazon shopper, go to your Amazon account, go into the settings, find Amazon Smile. You can just ch- you can choose a foundation or a, a nonprofit that you want to donate to. And every time you order, it, does, it changes nothing about the way you shop. But every time you order, it'll give us a little piece. It'll donate like 0.05% of your order, which is great for us. Every little bit counts, like I said before. But 
go in, make those changes. So every time you shop, you're going to see it says, instead of just Amazon, it says Amazon Smile on the app or on the, on the website and shop as normal. All right. So again, we appreciate everything that you do for us guys. We couldn't do this without your support. Oh, you got anything? A little gas. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for setting up the new studio. You did an awesome job. I love it. They're only seeing me in the backdrop, Thank you. but Thank you. you got sound deadening panels everywhere. We've got new, some new equipment, new mic booms. Appreciate everything you're doing, man. Love Thank it. Thank you. All right. Check me out at Uncle Milty BJJ on IG. Thank you for watching and listening, everybody. Stay safe. Oops. Oops. Doo -doo. Doo -doo.